to Chronicles of Rintera. I am Mike. And I'm Sean. And we are officially the best podcast you are ever going to hear in your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's so untrue. That's yeah. <laughs> We're laughing at ourselves on that. Yeah. By the way. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you guys for tuning in for episode number six. Uh, I assume that you guys have probably made your way here all the way through the season, hopefully. If not, you should probably give it a shot. Um yeah, but if you're yeah. listening to our episode six and you haven't watched episode six, you're uh, you're in the wrong place right now. So yeah, exactly. I mean, these literally the most spoilery uh, show I think you could ever hope for. Yeah, because yeah. we basically go through line Everything. by line. <laughs> <laughs> we are we will present multiple theories on the stuff. <laughs> maybe there's someone bases. out there that just treats us as an audio book for the show. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, well, they can't be bothered watching the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not going to bother watching it when I have it described to me. Yeah, I can um, listen to it in the car, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so of course, just a little background. Once again, I'm sure you guys know it, but for any newcomers, um, we talk all about Arcane every single episode. We go, you know, through a deep dive, super, super deep dive, as you can sure surely see from the, the time the duration of the podcast right before yeah. you hop in. So um, immediately you kind of know what you're what you're going in for. But um, we are after Arcane, we are going to be looking at trying to do some filler stuff in between the next series that comes out uh, because they do have multiple series in production right now as they confirmed. So we're going to be eventually going through every single one of them as they release. This mm-hmm. one is playing a little bit of catch up because, uh, you know, we started it after the show came out so we had to wait for approval for the podcast and everything so um yeah but we will be on track we've been recording every night for like the past like four nights (laughs) exactly (laughs) so but we're going to be on track for uh this last arc so that's good news for us yes um but yeah let's go ahead and, and hop in oh wait I have to do the the quick little pander, of course. This is super quick, but of um, thank you guys uh, for listening. Please subscribe, though. Uh, it means a lot if you do. Go to Apple Podcast or whatever Spotify you, know, you, do to listen you know, follow, to your podcast. Yeah. yeah, but especially if you leave those five star reviews on Apple Podcast, you should mm. definitely do that because it really helps out with visibility. It's like the best thing you could do for us, and you don't have to spend a dime doing it. So please do it. Um, <laughs> And yeah, all right, so let's go ahead and hop right in. I'll plug the socials and everything like that, because we do officially have a Twitter now again. So I'll plug nice. all that stuff at the end. Um, but all right, so kicking it off with episode number six. Um, so first thing that, I mean, this is a, a really important thing for Victor specifically, right? Because we yeah. finally get a little backstory into Victor. And I really, really love this scene. The music specifically for it, I feel mm-hmm. like it's just fucking perfect. Right. It really is. It really. I mean, it's the thing that the music in this show, like, I mean, there there was that one uh, Imagine Dragons like mm-hmm. song that kind of took you out a little bit. I, are, you, are you saying I, the one that was like became canon in the world? Is that yeah. The yeah. yeah, okay, and, yeah. And, and like I was, you know, I, I enjoy the song and everything. But uh, that that's literally my only music complaint so far is it was just a little too jarring for me. A little too real. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, in, in on second replay, I can look look past it. But even then, I kind of wish it, you know, e- even if they were playing the song, like they didn't have to zoom in on every band player, you know? Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. So, they could have they done it. That's the thing. They could have done it in other ways to not make it as obnoxiously in your face. Yeah. Yeah. You have them like playing in the background at the club or something. I don't know. Right. But, exactly. Like they definitely could have. But they they made it a point. That's why I feel it, like there was it a, felt contract a little contractual. Made. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure that it went down like they were like, um, yeah, so right here it says that you guys are going to be in the show. You want to be actually like literally in it? And they're, they're like, like, yeah, uh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, all right, yeah. well, I guess we can make like a trailer, like a music video and kind of have like some bits and pieces. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to do that. But we're also going to be in the actual show. Yeah, we want to be canon. OK, yeah. like, like we're oh, we don't want to be in the real world anymore. We want to be in Runeterra. OK, yeah. like, and like, OK, maybe we can shove you in the background. And they're like, no, 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 no. We want to uh, be in the front. Like, yeah. and we want, like, close-ups of every single member. Bass player here, <laughs> I, I want him, like, his own shot. Okay, so. Exactly. Fucking piano player. People haven't even seen him in real life, but people are going to see him in this game. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyways. I mean, they're all cool-looking, you know, amazing-looking characters Obviously, and stuff, they're chill as fuck, like, realistically. Yeah. Band so. that plays League of Legends and loves it so much that they're always making songs for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool as yeah. fuck. So I give um, him a pass. Give him a pass. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so let's go ahead and move into the stuff that's actually in this episode. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. So the music is absolutely beautiful. It's, it's spot on for what's going on. It's kind of like this mysterious, uh, very, it's like a solo orchestral kind of situation going on. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very clean. Um, but yeah, it opens up on a uh, Fisher on one of the fishers, a lake in one of the fishers in in Zon or the Undercity, um, and you see a little girl, Sky, who they they call. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but mm-hmm. we'll be talking mm-hmm. about her later, right? Yeah, she's actually okay. I I I didn't know if that was actually her, um, but then whenever they it's like you said whenever they said Sky, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the uh, assistant, uh, Victor and Jace's right. assistant. So yeah, um, so and her name is Sky Young. So. Exactly. Um, I hope she, you know, I, I don't foresee her playing a big part in the series, but, um, I, you know, mm. I, I hope she she plays a, a part like later down the line, if not, you know. I feel like they have given her two specific, I mean, it's only been two spots, but they're, I feel like they're making her do something. So I feel like we're going to see her in the next act. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Do, do something more important because it was kind of, it would be weird otherwise that they kind of threw her in two times. Um, and then made and a point to put her in a flashback. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like there is something there, but we'll see. Um, anyway, so uh, it's it's Sky up on these rocks, and she's looking down on Victor, and you can see her, like, kids playing in the background, but Victor's all alone, and mm-hmm. he's um, tinkering with this, uh, like, mechanical boat that he made. And um, he puts it in the water, and it starts scooting down the, the river. And you see, this is a very kind of, like, sad scene i mean it's it's gonna be hard to talk about this next part without laughing this is me just being a terrible person Uh i'm sorry but like he's you know he is it shows that he is crippled right now yeah and whenever the boat takes off and he's trying to keep up with the boat i'm sorry but like it is great while you're watching it talking about it after the fact though is a little difficult without having to chuckle I don't know why I'm a terrible person. <laughs> you just did, terrible. did you experience that, or are you just a better person? No, I didn't laugh because I'm not a terrible person. Okay, so, so then it's yeah. just me. Um, okay, it, it was kind of funny when he face plants, but uh, that's what I'm talking. Okay, there. All right. Well, uh, it's it, in so the I, moment. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just want to take a moment to kind of talk about the art in this. Yeah. Um, get on a more serious tone again because yeah. <laughs> it was it was fantastic, and I didn't laugh when I watched it. Yeah. But just yeah. thinking back to it, I, I can't help myself. You just so you're go ahead. A maniac. So, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, the the thing that really um, like kind of caught me was number one, the water. Right. Um, it it's beautiful, but also like you start to see like there's like oil slicks in the water. There's uh, litter and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. these kids are just swimming in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of shows 
uh, a little bit of, of uh, you know, what it's like to be living down in, in the fissure, right? Right. Um, so I just, I thought it was, it, that was the thing that really caught me was, man, the way yeah. they animate this water is really impressive. They even um, so talk sh- about that a little bit later on as far as the dangers of it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, I mean, overall this, this they, they set the scene beautifully. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Despite, despite my laughter of thinking back on it, like in, in the moment while watching the scene, it's actually fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's very artistically done. Um, and it's handled very well. He, you know, tries to keep up with it. Obviously, he can't. He ends up kind of face planting, and um, he loses track of the boat. Kind of, well, not loses track, but he sees it go into like a, a cavern, mm-hmm. and uh, he follows it uh, into the cavern. And that's whenever some interesting stuff happens. We we are met again with one of our characters that we have seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I think we actually already mentioned it. We said it was cool to talk about him. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah he sees he sees singed in there with a very awesome looking creature by the way yeah uh, his name is we find out his name is Rio but it's this giant lizard that's very colorful oh, it's like a salamander type of salamander thing. salamander okay man thing. all right you know, salamander just, is a lizard FYI okay. yeah I mean but it's like a more amphibious lizard so you know <laughs> it's like just a better description than what you yeah, give them you know. so you, you don't um, know what you're uh, looking at, so it's okay. Um, I'm here to help. So. <laughs> For those people listening to the audiobook version, yeah, it was a little salamander kind of thing. Or not a little, it was a no. giant, <laughs> giant, giant salamander looking thing. Yes. Um, but it looks really fucking adorable, too. But anyway, so um, as soon as that happens, um, do you want to go ahead and, and take it from there as far as yeah, the, so, the interaction between them? Yeah, so uh, Singed, uh, you know, the, the little boat hits the rock where Singed is sitting right next uh, with a his uh, pet Rio next to him mm-hmm. and uh, he picks up the the ship and one of the first things he says is uh, um, you know did, uh, did you build this right mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's kind of you know um, like he, he's uh, very impressed by it right he's kind of analyzing yeah. it but he goes why aren't you playing with the others right and um, you know Victor's very quiet you know this is a stranger uh, with a giant monster next to him, stranger and, uh, danger, stranger danger. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, I love this line by Singe. But he says, mm-hmm. uh, "Loneliness is often the byproduct of a gifted mind." Yep. And I'm like, man, just I have that one quoted as well. Yeah. Yeah. What is with the villains in this show? They just Dude, have just the best good, lines. Man. They deserve better, honestly. I mean, not better than the show because you can't get better than the show. They deserve to be in the show. Yeah. But yeah, like villains in general, um, relative to these now, they're they're terrible by comparison. So yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's interesting because like uh, Victor isn't saying anything, and Singe mm-hmm. is just reading what you know his expressions. And, uh, you know, Victor looks at Rio and um, he makes a point that this is a a creature that or a a mutation that he's uh, curated. Right. Yeah. Um, Contains a rare mutation that he cultivated. Cultivated. There we go. Yeah. Um, So it's it's clearly like a um, experimental um, creature. Mm -hmm. And um, he gives one of the flowers right to Victor um, Mm -hmm. to feed it to him um, like you would like a dog right with a treat or something. And, um, you know, you realize I did it's, like, it's friendly. I, so I did like hear how, I mean, yes, it was friendly. It, it took it. And I did like, you know, the flower itself was pretty beautiful, right? It's like this kind of a blue, like illuminated flower, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever this is just total, just, you know, it's just color added to the world. It's nothing really of importance. But whenever uh, it swallows it, you actually see the illumination of the flower work its way down to the stomach. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, 
just the little tiny details that get me, you know? Yeah. So, um, but then uh, Singe explains that uh, Rio is dying, right? I yeah. mean, talk about like first impressions. Yeah. Here's a, like a creature that's dying. Yeah, here's a creature <laughs> that I created in the lab, and he's like, oh, I like it. Here's a treat. And he's like, it's dead, it's, or it's yeah. dying. <laughs> um, but, he, you know, he makes a point. He's attempting to prevent that. Um, mm-hmm. And he says something very like stark, right? It's like yeah. the mutation must survive. And yeah, exactly. I was just kind of like, like, man, that's a very, like, just, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, what would you call that? Like, blunt statement, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of an abrupt statement. Uh, yeah. You're, you wouldn't expect that to follow, you know, I'm attempting to prevent him dying, you know. The mutation must survive. You'd be thinking, like, oh, I don't want him to die because I love him. Yeah. It's like, no, the mutation has to survive. So um, I did like how he did that because it's very singed to do. Mm-hmm. I do think that, and we kind of talked about this the other day, actually, um, we're seeing, I, I feel like, a different type of singed here. Totally. From what I we think, know in the lore. Well, and that's the thing is, like, in League of Legends, singed is very your standard mad scientist, right? Right. He, you know, makes goofy like uh laughter sounds and that are you know over the top and mm-hmm. um you know just like it, it, over it, 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 he's definitely uh not aged well right, right um then right. there's still like a pocket of players that still play him but it's very <laughs> very niche uh I, I think it's it's if you it, want someone to be yelling at their screen the whole time yeah, yeah like that's he, whenever you pick singe exactly exactly <laughs> so because uh, he breaks the game literally like uh, <laughs> yeah only guy that's going to be literally running in your base like getting attacked from the early towers just to yeah. fuck with your minions yeah. exactly um, so but i i think that yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's you know they before earlier on i feel like they were a lot more black and white with things and in this show it's just showing like it's never like that right they do a really good job there's only very few characters that they have to take those positions and Mm -hmm. that's for a reason because the other characters want will play off of them but in this case like singe i do like that he's not just a fucking you know mad scientist ha 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 yeah um like even in this moment like you do see him like having some humanity you're like yeah like, and it, i'm attempting to prevent it he even at one point which i'm sure you you clocked this as, as well as well mm-hmm. but after he said like the mutation must survive uh he he actually started petting it and you could tell it it kind of like nuzzled up next to him it likes him yeah so he wasn't being like cruel to it at all so i think that that's like an interesting thing there that we a, a picture that we would not have had if you were just looking off of the lore for sure yeah yeah well, and, and from that point, um, Victor uh, uh, responds for the first mm-hmm. time. He goes, can I help? And uh, Singe is kind of like, oh, you want to assist me? Mm-hmm. And um, very well, you know. Yeah. Um, and then one, the other line, man, it's just line after line. But uh, the next line he says is, uh, we can be loners together. Yeah. And I'm like, what a cool, <laughs> like, like just, you know, kind of juxtaposition in a single mm-hmm. line, you know. Um, we can be loners together. Like it's like, he's just, I don't know. I, I like whenever sin, this whole interaction with Victor and singed, I just, I fucking loved it. So, um, and it really goes to show like, you know, singe is not like uh, some mad scientist guy, um, that is just crazy. He's, you know, very practical. And then, you know, when a kid is curious, he's like, yeah, you know, you can help me. So I just thought it was, it was really just a, a fun interaction. I really like the dynamic between those two. Yeah, me too. It, it's strange that he had almost like a kind of fatherly vibe to him. 
Um, you know, I would like, more say creepy uncle, but yeah, you know, maybe creepy <laughs> uncle. But I mean, like he was just like you could tell he, there was kinship there between two people who, yeah, you know, are well, very different. Well, and the thing too is you could tell like Singed immediately saw a lot of himself in Victor. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. By different, I meant different to other people, similar to each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll take it from there. I'll bring us to the next scene. So it's actually like, it's a really good transition because then it shows Victor kind of staring down at the fissure where he was before um, from the Piltover, one of the holes in the Piltover wall. And he's, you could tell he's kind of reminiscing about this scene, assumably. Um, and then Heimer shows up, um, finds him here, and he says, um, seems like yesterday. Uh, which was, I feel like that part was important there. Um, yeah. I remember stumbling upon an inspired young scholar, uh, ruminating in his steel oasis, by the way. Two two things there that I think are, are quite important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, steel yeah. oasis definitely caught my, my attention. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely mm. that, that you know, harkens to what happens later on with him, I feel like, and, and you know, this isolationism that he has and what he... Uh, what he likes to partake in, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, and what he eventually way. may become. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, very good line there. Uh, just nod to the people that know, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then, but the seems like yesterday line, I think, is is really important there because to him, like, yeah, it is. it seems like just yesterday. But for, for Victor, it's a lifetime, right? Yeah. Um, and it just, once again, kind of just highlights that Heimer is just playing with you know, such a different deck of cards than Victor is, right? Yeah, he he really is having trouble connecting with with the the common folk, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, no, and uh, it, and it's followed up by you know uh, Victor's asks Heimer, he's like, "Do you contemplate death, Professor?" Mm-hmm. And uh, Heimer is honest, and he says, "Only that of friends." Yeah, and that that line right there, I was just like, "Man, he just he really does not understand the gravity of of." death and like you know how it motivates people right i do think it's i do think it's one of those situations where i mean he he knows and acknowledges that there is the disconnect and i I feel like he definitely tries or or maybe even thinks that he he grasps the difference and and um can connect with it but he obviously doesn't right so at least he is is aware of it though i feel like yeah um so that that's good but Man, like that line, yeah, he's like, only that of friends. It really puts things in perspective here. And um, this is whenever we have the, this next line that we that he says um, cements what I was mentioning in, in the previous episode before uh, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Makes me more makes me more right than ever. Um, <laughs> so he speaks of, of a legacy with Heimer. Um, and then, he, yeah, he says that even um, in compared to Heimer's lifetime, like, all of his contributions made so far will be, you know, short-lived. It's just yeah. a, a speck, basically, in the timeline of his. Um, and he, you could tell he's longing to do something more. Like, legacy is a big deal for him. Um, but, and he, you know, he talks about how he's, he's sure that Heimer doesn't have to worry about things like that with the long life that he has and all the contributions he's made. Yeah. Um, and then Heimer says uh, something that, Oh, there here, was... I, I can say it. I've okay. got it written down. Oh, you have good. it directly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. Heimer, right. Heimer says, uh, it's a sad truth that those who shine brightest often burn fastest. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I think we've all heard that line before. Um, yeah, it's nothing but new, it, but just it, well applied. Yeah, it definitely rings rings true here. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and it just, it 
it kind of, you know, sets us up for exactly, you know, where Victor is and where Heimer is in this uh, in this story. So. Exactly, because he is like truly, you know, a unique minded genius. And I think they're all aware of that. But yeah, I mean, everyone knows that, you know, his spark's going to be going out fairly soon here. Mm-hmm. So very, very good. I love it. I love Victor so much more after this series, dude. It's fun. Oh, I'm telling you. It's funny how, like, even, like, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos on Arcane mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, little uh, tidbits on, like, TikTok and stuff. and Desperately trying to find any, like, just any sort of content. Absorb that... more content of Arcane. No <laughs> Reinforces my, my views and everything in it. But, uh, <laughs> but no, um, it, it, people love Victor, man. They really do. Yeah. So um, I think definitely Victor is is kind of stealing the show, especially on the Piltover side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I'm glad they're giving him, uh, you know, his uh, 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 good attention for him. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, then we go to another scene after this, which once again, like, fuck, man, there's so many. Honestly, there's so many big scenes in this one. Yeah. At the beginning, it's funny. Whenever we first logged in, we were like, all right. So, like, you know, this one's going to be long, right? You were thinking that it's not going to be that long. We'll see what the we'll ultimate see. thing is. Yeah. But I'm yeah. thinking I'm, I have so many freaking notes on this, dude. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we move to the next scene. Once again, a very good scene. Um, just so much more character building here. Uh, but this is about Mel. And Mel is a character that both of us, you know, really enjoy that I would mm-hmm. say I mean is is just so well done I don't think anyone despite her being a kind of you know potential villain you know or something like that or a manipulator mm-hmm. yeah uh, we don't we yeah. don't quite know yet where she lands but it's just um, so much depth there you can't yeah. help but like it and she is my future wife so um oh she's your I, that's gonna yeah, be really awkward because yeah. she's my future wife so well, that's weird okay <laughs> maybe we need to figure that I guess out, she's manipulating so. both of us already <laughs> um but now, all right, so this scene, it opens up with her, um, you know, using a pestle and mortar, breaking up these, um, uh, the, like this chalk for a paint that, she, or painting that she's going to be making. Also use, even going to the detail of like using, cracking an egg and stuff like that, which I guess you use in painting. Um, I'm not an artist, so I can't talk. I'm not an it. artist, it, it, but either way, I was like, that's fucking DIY cool, right? There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously she knows what the fuck she's doing. She's just very educated, obviously. I feel like it, it gives that appearance off of her you know, um, at least reinforces it. So um, she anyways, she continues uh, kind of making everything. She starts to paint and um, the the rendering of the painting is actually incredibly good as well. It just like real quick, the textures and, and the applications are like, look so real in the animation. The animation just really stands out sometimes. And this is another big scene for me uh, where it did. But um, anyways, Jace comes in and, and she's obviously upset with Jace because the last time they saw each other, Jace snuck out of bed in the middle of the night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he says, um, you know, I didn't know you could paint. And she says, there's quite a lot you don't know about me. Mm, interesting. And I was like, mm. Well, well, well. Mm. Uh, so I'm thinking and we'll get into my theories on this, you know, in a little bit here. But um, yeah, definitely like keep that in your mind here. Um, but he can t- he can tell she's not in a great mood. She's not happy with him about what happened last night. So he apologizes for leaving, and she you know kind of um, she's you know, short with him. Yeah, yeah, short with him. She's like, well, duty calls, you know, kind of like sarcastically. And um, he in that moment he he kind of takes a seat and he says, you know, he confides in her that Victor's dying. And in that moment, I feel like, did you what did you sense in that moment from her? 
Um, when I, I think she, said that. I think she genuinely had concern, right? Like, yeah, uh, she just stops what she's doing and, and, uh, you know, goes to, to console him. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so it's one of those where it's like, yeah, Mel is definitely cold and calculating, but she knows when to like, you know, she's like, okay, th- this person needs, um, some, uh, some, um, consoling right or some comfort but yeah I definitely, uh, so she's not a complete sociopath right <laughs> exactly well, yeah I, I think it's just more um like more of them showing that there is actually you know a real bond between them whether she likes it or even knows yeah it. yeah and exactly because the second he says that you can because whenever he says that you can hear the pain in his voice right and her eyes like the way her eyes react they're like like kind of like oh shit he's in pain and like yeah. her kind of reaction to it was it was either like it's one of two things I feel like it's either she's really fucked up and she was like oh I could use this moment like that was the reaction I could see that or which I think this is the more likely scenario um, I think that she was like oh like even surprised herself by like oh shit yeah. like that actually affected me even um, well I think and, part of it too is like I think mm-hmm. You know, if if this took place earlier on, right, mm-hmm. um, whenever she first met Jace, I think it would have been, you know, kind of cold. But I think she's definitely, yeah. she's definitely um, it feels like she's getting in deep, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Deeper than I think Too she's deep. ever been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, well, and, anyway. and during this this conversation, Jace makes mm-hmm. a point to say that Victor saved my life once. Right. Uh, Hark being back to uh, episode two. Right. Right. Um, so. It's one of those things that, you know, Jace hasn't forgotten this type of stuff. And yeah. he's still, you know, really close to Victor. And and it, it also helps with, um, because he, he said, like, you know, Victor saved my life once. And he said, um, now he needs me and there's nothing I can do. And this is after Mel has already kind of, you know, started to, to comfort him. Mm-hmm. And um, I also want to say he this was kind of relating back to the thing that we mentioned earlier, but... Um, right before they, they say that part, actually, he says that he thinks it's from the gases and um, or gases from the fissure where he grew up. And it, he says kind of upset. He's like, that's exactly the kind of thing that we want to help prevent with the hex tech. Yeah. Um, improving lives, solving real issues, not just trade disputes. And yeah. so this just once again kind of brings him back to like think about. Not the politics, it's that polling factor that he gets every once in a while that brings him back to originally what he set out to do mm-hmm. and um, what Mel has kind of been distracting him from. Um, but yeah, then it, it goes to exactly what you said there. And Jace call, goes out of his way to, to call him a brother as well because uh, yeah. Mel says, I didn't realize that you were so close. And he says he's like a brother. And Mel was um, surprised and... Oh, how should I say this? I mean, because... You got that reaction whenever he laid his head down. Yeah, you can tell like this is like out of her element. Like she, she's not. I don't think she's ever like just from this interaction. It it feels like she hasn't been in like a very like her relationships have have been really cold and calculating up until this point. Does that make sense? Like yeah, like it almost feels like she's out of her element and she's kind of like what? Like what are you doing? And and like you know us, we would just be like, oh yeah, of course I'd be you know, laying down on her lap whenever my friend is dying, you know, like, and so I think she's in a way she's kind of, um, you know, like I said, out of her element. Yeah. I feel like she definitely, like this is a girl who's only dated politicians in her life. Yeah. Right. And this is someone who's not at all like a politician, despite her trying to make him that way. Right. But this is just 
contrasts, um, you know, who they are as people. And she's literally like confused. Um, and I think a little, she's also turned on now, <laughs> <She's>, uh, <laughs> but uh, she does have a little like surprise on her face where like, I yeah. feel like she also is like, wow, this is like, I, I think I like this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I into yep. this? Like, <laughs> but, um, then in, in that moment though, um, after, you know, she she asked that after, you know, he, he kind of lays down on her. She says, um, you know, why what? did you come to me with this? And he says, nothing feels impossible when I'm with you. And that definitely was another hit to her. It's like this constant, like, she's being hit with barrages of things she doesn't know how to react to. Yeah, right? it's almost like she she's like, uh, like, I'm I'm kind of like, how do I explain it? Where it's like it hits her like harder than it should in a way, because Mm -hmm. I almost feel like she has like a, a, an ulterior plan. Right. And like, whenever he's making these, these comments to her, she's realizing like, Oh, he's like, really like, trust me, you know? Um, and she, and, and it's like, she realizes that she's being affected by him as well. Like more than she thought that she was going to be for sure. Totally. Totally. Um, and then she confides because I don't think that this was ever even a plan of hers because the way that she did it was just very it seemed very honest. And mm-hmm. uh, she confides back in him um, that she's an exile from the Medarda family and uh, she couldn't live up to their standards, she said. And when he asks if she thinks that that's true, he's like, that can't be. Do you think that's true? Um, she kind of looks off into not into the distance, but really into her picture, actually, the, the into painting her artwork. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she kind of does it. She has like this longing look on her face while she looks at it. And then she never answers. She just says, you should be with Victor yeah. and changes the topic. Um, what did you and, and it's important to note that while they were having that conversation after the point of him putting, you know, his uh, his head down on her lap, it started flipping between um, them having that conversation together and different parts of the um of the piece of art that she was uh making and the music once again really accents what's going on here and i i feel like for me what's what's your thought on this scenario that's going down like any kind of speculations or anything like that um so should we talk about the art piece is that what you're implying well yes because i think that this is all connected to something with her character once again i don't know if it's canon but i i will make a speculation here Okay. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we, we get a full zoom out of the painting mm-hmm. and it is very familiar to, to Mike and I, it is mm-hmm. the immortal bastion, um, mm-hmm. the capital of Noxus, right? right? The, the empire of Noxus. So, um, it's just really interesting. Um, number one, we know that Mel is, uh, very worldly, right? Cause mm-hmm. she, she would have had to, to travel there or, um, or mm-hmm. been there to know what it looks like. Right. Right. Um, but also it's just, it's a really like of all the places to choose to, to show that or to, to paint, she decided to paint Noxus. So I'm just, I'm a little, I don't have any theories. I think you do have, you have a theory. I don't know if you want to share that. But, well, uh, I know but, you know what my theory is. You're just being kind and letting me do it. My, let, yeah. Me well, I mean, I'm not going to claim it because it was your theory. <laughs> yeah. Very, very nice of you. Wow, yeah. Sean, you're you're actually nice. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so if, for me, like the second I saw the red um, sails, actually, I was mm-hmm. like, this is this is Noxus. Yeah. And um, yeah, we found out that it's the Immortal Bastion, or at least very, very sure that it is high, high percentage chance that it is. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she is a Piltovian from a Medarda family, looking back in the canon lore, um, there was actually an incident where uh, three... Well, and you're... you're um positive that it's canon this scenario that, that, this, you're that about? this scenario is canon in in lore yes okay okay um so they did have three noxian spies make their way into the madara family in lore and two of them were captured one of them was not or two of them were found out one of them was not mm-hmm. and so whenever my whenever i saw that i was like oh snap i'm pretty sure that she's noxian and something happened and she still what what's confusing to me is that she still holds the house name but she is exiled from them so something happened there where i feel i feel like and i don't think it's going to play out exactly like the lore did right because in the lore there isn't it's not even like um first of all the character's name is different it's it's not uh mel Mm-hmm. But it's definitely there, and I feel like they're kind of taking inspiration from that and making it into an actual storyline here. Um, so I feel like it's going to be some version of that that's going to happen. So I'm calling my shot right now. She is a Noxian spy or was a Noxian spy at some point. She's definitely related to Noxus. So that's kind of where my head's at. Um, but it's it's speculation. Who knows if that's actually true? But that being the picture that she made, yeah, I'm definitely thinking that's the scenario. Okay. Um, I know there's a theories um, online right mm-hmm. now that saying that it could be LeBlanc because oh I um, mentioned that before too but I'm less I'm oh less I of that the, now. for me I think mm-hmm. logistically it's just too difficult of a thing to pull off it would only be fan service for the 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 players at that point um, mm-hmm. and I don't I, if anything I, I almost think it would be too jarring and and detract from the the story. Um, in itself, if it does end up being LeBlanc, I don't think that's going to play out until a later season, right? Yeah. Um, I just don't. I like, like, oh, her, her, you know, illusion coming down, and and you see that it's LeBlanc. Like, that's just not a good payoff for the story so far. Um, exactly. I think it would be a way better payoff if if she was a, a Noxian spy or. or you know, some sort of Manchurian candidate kind of thing. Yeah, right? because like they, it, we are growing so attached to Mel as a character, right? The viewers yeah. are. It would it would be like really a disservice just like, in a way. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, it's this character all along. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, wait, what? I liked Mel yeah. more than LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I really hope that that's not the way that it, goes down. It, but it's it like kind of like if if like uh you know, you were Iron Man um, hanging out with Black Widow for an entire movie. And then at the end, it's like, it's Loki. And you're like, I don't even know who Loki is yet. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. It's just a little too, um, uh, a little too jarring. Um, for and the and the, as you said, the logistics of it would be very, like, they would really have to show some good work that happened in the background that we could relate to. Yeah. And be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that did happen. And that was weird. But so far, I don't think there's any of that that I could that I thought back to would be like, why did and, that happen? That's and strange. not to mention too, I think, I think her being a spy is just as a much more compelling, um, uh, you know, narrative, aspect yeah. and narrative. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I I totally agree. So let's let's hope that it's that. It sounds like that's a good one. It sounds like that might actually be the way it's playing out, judged mm-hmm. by what's happening. So let's let's see. But that's where I'm hanging my hat. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so let's go ahead and go to the next scene. So um, Victor is alone and staring into like this. This was a little weird for me, but staring into like this strange thing in front of him, right? It's it was like, like a web giant, of... thick purple webbing is what yeah. I, it's literally the description. I have giant, thick purple webbing. Um, but it's, it definitely is important because later on we see it again from someone else's point of view. So, but yeah, so that was there. And then it kind of snaps back to reality whenever the camera kind of goes around him. Um, and he's really staring into this new hex tech, um, that he's been working on and he looks absolutely terrible doesn't he oh yeah yeah Um, so he's on his last leg yeah yeah but he is entranced nonetheless by this thing and almost like in a zombie like way he he stands up while staring at it and he has like this kind of flashback to whenever um like a kind of an epiphany moment i think where he remembers the blood from the other night whenever he coughed up and the blood Mm -hmm. went onto the table right next to it and um he kind of remembers in that moment, uh, like a, a little bit of blood being kind of like sucked up into the into the hex tech, right? Yeah. And um, in that moment, he decides to reach out his hand and he actually touches it. And as he taps it, there is some kind of reaction, right? Um, I don't know what actually happens because the the scene ends soon after that. But you see him; he looks up into the sky and he his eyes roll back. I mean. I think I know Victor's O face now, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, definitely but, like something happened there. <laughs> yeah, and it, it quickly cuts to uh, to the next scene. Um, right, but uh, yeah, what, I mean, was there like I'm, I'm trying to think? Not, like, there's not too much to really get out of that yet until yeah. a little bit later. But yeah, that's just kind of what happened in a honestly fairly detailed uh, description just because the scene was very short. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to say there? Or we, we just want to move right in. Let's just one. move right into the All next right. one. Yeah. So then we see um, Jinko's up to the bar in the last room. Oh, God, this poor bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so she goes up to the bar in the last drop and um, the bartender looks whenever he realizes who it is because, you know, he hears the door open, he looks over, no one's there, and then all of a sudden Jinx is at the bar, Yeah. right? And uh, she she says, like, what's up, Chuck? And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, you, you can tell he knows who Jinx is, and he is all rattled, right? Yeah. You know, she, she pounds the bar for a drink, and he's like, kind of like, oh, God, and he's trying to make it for her. And um, uh, he says it's it's uh, Theorem. You know, yeah. It, it, keeps, Chuck is not his name. <laughs> And then she says, "Nice try, Chuck." And like, he's obviously as confused as we are because he's she, she's just insane, and this yeah. is what she does. Um, but anyway, so he he's, she starts pressing him for for kind of information on what's going on because she knows that some weird stuff is going on. Yeah, and um, yeah, she isn't in the loop on so exactly. And so she wants to know. He tells her that he has to go grab some girls, and you know he's fumbling around with his words because he is very scared and. Uh, uh, she wants to know what what girls are they grabbing, and you know why why aren't I invited to the party? Is what she says. And uh, Theorem says that uh, these people that 
or these two girls that beat up uh, Savika. That was her name. God, I almost forgot her name again. Nice, nice. Poor Savika, dude. She's she's gonna be you know Ugh. in a bad space at the end of this, and I barely remember her name. <laughs> um, but anyways, Jinx all of a sudden seems very interested, and um, the whole time while this is going down, by the way, she's very casually playing with a hex tech with the hex tech gem, like putting it in her drink and stuff, sucking it up onto her the bottom of her straw, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of great. You could tell, like, I don't think she really understands how big of a deal this thing is yet. Like, she knows that it's like a, you know, a thing that can do a lot of stuff. But the way that she's so casually, or maybe she does, and that's that's just her mo. You know, yeah, she's crazy. Uh, well, yeah, I it's think probably more she, that she understands it's stable too. You know, um, yeah, I'm sure she's she's hit it it's a just, bunch of times against the wall and stuff. Even with like, something stable, like you'd think you'd be just a little more careful with something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but she, you know, but, that, but she that's is just crazy. how she that's is. Her thing. So. <laughs> yeah. So because I'm thinking to myself, like, you'd have to be crazy to do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the point, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, then she runs off, or actually she says, yeah, thanks, Chuck, Chuck, good job. And then she hugs him. Yeah. And then she dashes out the door, and you hear uh, Theorem's like, oh, God, there's something, like, ticking. And he, like, starts looking around frantically, and she uh, attached a little smoke grenade to his back, which he, I'm sure, thought was a real grenade for for a minute there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it exploded in, like, some, some powder or something like that, and... Yeah, just kind of a, a comical scene there at the end, but it uh, just shows you how much of a loose cannon she is known to be within their own organization, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's this scene's interesting because it kind of harps back to uh, the scene where she's at the bar in episode two um, mm-hmm. with uh, Vander. With Vander, pours yeah. Pours her the drink, right? And it throws a straw on it, right? So it's, it, you know, Riot knows that they're, and even like the positioning of the characters are similar, Um but uh, but yeah, Wright knows that they're they're you know kind of they're harping back to to when Vander was in charge of the bar and just kind of showing how things have changed you know um, and the, the thing that that uh, you know Jinx was excited about is he uh, let her know that Savika uh, got in a fight with one of these girls and they did a number on her right right um, so I think that's uh, that was the thing that that Jinx was looking for is I like, think she yeah because she she realized quickly because I mean she is intelligent like for sure we know that yeah. she's intelligent um but she definitely because she put two and two together that okay some they're trying to keep me away from something right and Savika and, knows who the person is so, right exactly yeah. and so there's these two girls and they're you know not telling her about this and she beat up like basically the second person in in command why hasn't she been told so she definitely puts two and two together and like i should probably investigate this a little bit more and that's yeah she ran out so um yeah definitely good to know because that that goes right into the scene that we're going to in just a second but um for now we go back over to vi and kate and Vi is bleeding out, and mm-hmm. Kate is, you know, she's, um, you know, on Kate's shoulder, basically. You know, she's, Kate's trying to help her. Um, they're kind of stumbling over to try to find somewhere to hide or something because they're trying to outpace Silco's men. Um, she, they get over to this kind of scaffolding area, like it's kind of yeah, this, it's uh, got a water tower on top of it, and stuff, yeah, it's got a water like... tower above. It's got like a whole bunch of like neon, um, you know, lights on it that you know turn it. It's like this uh, big eye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's very like you know ruggedly held up, right? It does not look very structurally sound. Yeah, it's not stable and, for sure. Yeah. It's like kind of moving back and forth. <laughs> exactly, and so um, but they need to get down to try to you know lose Silka's men. So she asked if if you know uh, 
she can make it or if she needs help. And Fi's like, whatever. And then, like, she kind of shoves Kate aside and, and she just drops down, you know, tries to kind of parkour it as best she can. But she knows that she's going to be getting hurt. And, yeah, her body's just, like, slamming against the, uh, you know, the, the scaffolding of this thing as she tries to make her way down. But she does make it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kate manages to get down, too. And um, But it's important to note that while this is happening, um, it kind of pans back uh, from that scene and you see a firelight is watching them from above. And he also sees uh, Silco's men following them fairly closely behind once they made it down. Like they just got to the top of the scaffolding, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Now, not too much to, to say there. That's, that's some pretty basic, you know, point A to point B situation stuff they're putting in. Yep. Yep. Pretty quick, um, too. Yeah, but so then we go to this next scene, and this scene is is very good. And keep in mind, all of this is stuff that's super fast paced. You know, we're we're breaking it down. It probably sounds a good bit slower the way we're doing it, but this is all quick, quick, quick. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so next scene we get Savika bursts into the door of uh, Silka's office, and she says, "We lost her." And Jink swivels around in the chair and says, "Lost who?" And Savika is. Uh, mad whenever he sees her and she tries to move forward to assumably grab Jinx or something um, and she ends up tripping on this uh, wire that uh, Jinx had set up to set off this gas trap and what did you think about how this scene played out here from I think oh I loved it it was it was, it was so Jinx you know like yeah like she I mean because that's the thing is you know she's not a crazy fighter um, so she's gonna lay traps right well, she is a great. I mean, do you remember the last scene of this thing? She's a fucking fantastic. Fighter, oh yeah, she's 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 a great fighter, but she's definitely more of a the scheming type, right? Yeah, um, yeah. She like definitely I don't, loves to, I don't think she could take Savika one v one. You know? Oh, I think she could smash the fuck out. Right, we'll get to that at the mm, very end. Actually, we'll, we'll I, talk I about don't. That. I mean, Savika was holding her own with Vi, so I, I don't know. I, I think mean, I think Jeeks might be able to take Vi. Honestly, well, we'll we'll talk about okay, it at the end okay. because that's where we see both of them fighting. So. Um, but yeah, um, keep keep going. So yeah, so uh, Savika passes out, right? And mm-hmm. the next thing you see is... Well, hold um, on a second. I was passing oh, on you, okay. but you forgot the coolest part of that whole thing. So she, you know, the gas thing sets off. Uh, Jinx immediately puts a gas mask on because she knew what was going down, right? Yeah. She doesn't move an inch from her positioning. And uh, Savika, like, desperately is trying to get over to Jinx to probably try to murder her at this point. Yeah. And she gets within an inch of her face and reaches out her hand. And Jinx just lifts up her hand, not moving, and just says, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then she fucking passes out. I was like, oh, fuck, she's so gangster, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, you can take it from there. Okay. So yeah, so from there, um, you know, uh, Savika is waking up. She's been tied to the chair, right? And uh, Jinx is just slapping her around, but she also stabbed her arm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way she couldn't use her arm at all. Yeah. Um, the the steel one, and um, yeah. So and Jinx just is in full control. Starts interrogating her, and she's got all these great lines like, "I thought, I think we got off on the wrong arm," you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Maybe we should try this one instead. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, so, yeah, and then um, Savika just lets her know it's your sister, and immediately uh, Jinx starts having these yeah. uh, flashbacks and, like, you know, the, the the scribbles that show up on the on the screen. Um, so clearly showing that, like, she's having uh, a little bit of a breakdown. Yeah. Um, 
and then it's a start uh, start of an episode basically. Yeah, and then Savika makes a point to say that she's with a girl enforcer. You know, right? Um, she's trying to twist the knife because she she was glad to give up this information to her because, um, yeah, she knows that she even says in the next line that, um, you know, I'm why would I hide that or why would I lie because. Uh, this will have you implode and it'll show Silco that you're a fucking liability. Yeah. And so she wants it to play out like this. And what did you like? Do you like the dynamic between them or, or what? You're talking about with Savika and with and Savika Jinx? and Jinx. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's just a, a classic kind of like, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting for, for, um, you know, the, uh, Silco's attention essentially right right um and i just think savika is a great character in general like i feel so bad for her she's just getting beat up left and right like <laughs> that's right but um well it's usually yeah, the she's... ones that burn the brightest yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh but no she's uh she's definitely you know she knows what to say to kind of get into jinx's head right right um and uh jinx starts to to sob right because she's like you know it's uh it's only a matter of time before you implode kind of thing right um jinx starts to sob and she thinks that she has her with like the whole line about her sister being alive and yeah yeah, yeah. So and she... then uh jinx uh pretends sneezes and and kicks her into the, yeah, exactly. the the wall and she's like yeah 10 out of 10 to it's like <laughs> basically that was just, i gotta say that was the one thing i did not like about this scene i oh. love this entire scene the toots thing i was just like no don't say that because you know it's it's no secret here harley quinn Jinx, does not own that word okay she's, like, but but that's the thing is that that is like a signature line of hers though and Harley Quinn, I mean, uh, Jinx is a knockoff character, originally made as like a knockoff character of Harley Quinn, very yeah. obviously. And they've been doing such an amazing job with this show. And even like before the show, um, with kind of like separating her from that, because at the time, whenever they created her, they they didn't know that it was going to be like this. Right. Yeah. So they didn't put too much thought about like, maybe we shouldn't do obvious knockoff characters. But so they did such a really good job of, of making her like this actual unique character that, yeah, still rides a similar line for sure. But they throw homage to the Harley Quinn part a little bit too much. Like, I, I think they should separate it as literally as much as humanly possible. And so whenever they said the Toots line, which was obviously thrown in there for that, I was just like, no, that's the wrong way. Once again, small thing. I'm probably way more like upset about it than... I think probably everyone else. Are you upset about it? No, I didn't think so. So yeah, I mean, this is this is me. I'm aware of it, but for me, that just didn't like. I was just like, ah, oh, this was so close to perfection. You need to get over it, buddy. Okay, I, so. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, still fantastic scene. Um, and then where? How does it? How does it leave off right there? Because oh oh, it just right. it. She starts spinning um, her around in a circle. And um, yeah, she said laughing maniacally. But (laughs) well, she she said um, because it was after like the last thing that was really spoken was the you know I can't wait to have him see you implode and show him what a liability you are. And then after yeah, she does the whole fake sneeze thing and everything like that. She starts spinning around the chair and she says yeah, uh, she can or I can think of another way to get that message across because at that point she realizes that he's he lied to her this whole time saying that she was dead yeah that vi was dead and so 
Yeah, she obviously did have a reaction, a serious one, whenever uh, Savika told her all that stuff, but she was feigning, you know, um, the the fact that it affected her, right, with the whole sneeze thing at, at the end and everything like that, and gave her this line. But she definitely was like, oh, shit, this motherfucker has been lying to me the whole goddamn time. Mm-hmm. And we see we, we see just, uh, you know, how upset that she was um, in, in a little bit here. But... Um, do you want to go ahead and go take it to the next part? Because Marcus is kind of your boy, dude. Yeah, so we cut to Marcus. He's looking at a picture of his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, throws down the keys, and he's he's just kind of looking at himself in the mirror, just kind of just pissed off that he's stuck in the position that he's in. Um, and uh, he hears his daughter giggling, right, and goes to mm-hmm. the door where uh, her bedroom is, and uh, lo and behold, there's uh, Silco just chilling. Of course. Uh, Playing, uh, you know, not blocks, but like these these cards, right? Um, it's like wooden, like tower cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, it's clearly like the stakes are going up with Marcus. Like Soko's straight up walking into his house with his goons, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would definitely feel very threatened in that moment. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, but yeah, so um, um, you know, Marcus tries to get him to talk outside, right? And right. uh, Silco's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna talk here, and uh, you know, starts kind of uh, speaking underhandedly, right, about um, you know, Vi. Yeah, and, there's subtext in this entire conversation yeah, that he has right here. Because it, 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 you know, Silco's um, you know making sure not to speak bluntly in front of the uh, his kid, right? Right. Um, and, but he's like, oh, you know, uh, what is he essentially? Vandu- what is he essentially saying there? Uh, he's basically saying like how, uh, uh, he was assured that Vi went off, um, with, uh, with her dad, um, on a, you know, long vacation or whatever, or long trip. And, um, you know, Marcus assured that, uh, she left with them. Um, and then apparently he did it right. Oh, I meant, I meant more of the, I mean, that is what they, I, I worded this improperly. Okay. I didn't mean what they actually like literally said. I meant what he was actually saying, like the meaning of what he was saying. Oh, he's so, just saying Vi is back and uh, you fucked up because uh, yeah, you told you me that, that she was not her. back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that is obviously a huge problem for him because he has that strange relationship with Jinx and he obviously values Jinx basically above everything else. And so the fact that she might be back and have some effect on Jinx is now affecting him. Because he does not want that to happen, he wants to to keep um, Jinx caged basically by him. Yeah, and um, yeah, I love the. I, I will say I do love the. It, it seemed like this. I might be over, you know, reaching here. I'm not sure, but like whenever he originally looked at himself in the mirror, you know, whenever he walked in, um, it looks like as soon as he met eyes with himself in the mirror, he like slammed his badge down and looked back down, like he couldn't even you could tell it's just like building up in him that he can't take it. Like yeah. he can't even look at himself in the mirror anymore because he's just so ashamed of all of this and racked with guilt. But yeah, th- then it does go into that scene that you were talking about. And you know, they do have the, the subtext conversation there. I'm trying to be nice in front of the kid, but also incredibly threatening at the same time. And um, he said, you know, Marcus is, is shocked because this is the first that he knows about jinx. I'm sorry about Vi being out because he thought he locked her away and threw away the key, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so whenever he said that, you know, she's back in the lanes with another girl, 
um, he was like, he looked shocked and confused once again. And he realized, he's like, oh shit, it's Caitlyn. And he's like, it's not my fault. I can't control her. You know, she's part of this family and they're all rebels like this. You, you just can't keep a hand on them. And um, then he stands up at this point. Silco stands up at this point and he says, so what use are you then? Yeah. And that's whenever he starts to get really scared because he has, you know, two goons in the bedroom as well, basically ready to probably kill his kid on command. Um, so stakes are definitely high here. And um, he says, you know, I'll, I'll find her. I'll find her. And Silco says, my people are already tracking her. Don't make the same mistake. A.K.A. saying basically this time once we find her, you you kill her. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he basically says, you know, or, you know, he's going to have to do something more drastic. And he, he takes one of the wood uh, cards that, you know, they built the, the tower with and he throws it at it and it topples the tower. Um, and that kind of, I feel like symbolizes the fact that he's basically going to tear down this, um, you know, castle of cards that he's built on the shaky mm-hmm. foundation. This, yeah. This lie that he's had this entire time, um, and that he can bring it down himself if he wants to. So, yeah, uh, I really liked that scene. There's so much subtext there. There's a lot going on. Marcus, once again, showing he's a character that is a big part of this show. And I'm just like, y- you can it's really easy to dislike him, right? Because he's done so much underhanded shit. But at the same time, I love the fact that it shows you exactly how he got there and that how this small thing that just turned into a big mistake ended up literally dictating the rest of his life. Yeah. And yeah. you could see just how quickly it can, it can go like that. Cause really what he did was he took a small bribe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't know anything of what was going to be happening with it. And he just ended up getting deeper and deeper. And it really shows you how easy it is and what a slippery slope that is. And yeah, so it was, I loved seeing that thing play out. Um, but let's go ahead and, and move on to the next scene because it, it would be forever otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so next we're back into it with um, Victor and Jace. We see the Hextech device and it's kind of shrouded in darkness at the beginning. And it has a kind of faint purple glow to it. And you see roots wrapping around it. Um, and uh, it starts moving and, and shuddering. And, and whenever it does it, it keeps kind of expending some purple energy, some puffs of purple energy. And the roots are growing bigger and bigger. Um, and it kind of zooms out a little bit more. And you see uh, it's actually like a plant is growing on it. Um, and it's blooming and it's getting like huge. And it's actually Victor showing Jace that this new form of hex tech that he, he's been working on is responding to organic matter. Um, do you want to take it from there and, t- and talk a little bit about, um, you know, what's happening between Jason Victor there and what it means? You, yeah. You know, Victor is really excited. It's unlike anything they've seen before. Um, and uh, he, you know, he proclaims it could be the key to augmenting, you know, physiology, extending life. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. And Jace is like, wink, wink. curing you. Right. Yeah. Um, so Jace definitely, he's got hope in his eyes, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe he can, he can help save his friend. Um, and then immediately the, the, uh, uh, plant just dies and, and falls apart. Right. Yeah. Almost um, the second he said he curing you, it falls yeah. apart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was oh, like, fuck. damn. <laughs> um, and then Victor makes a point. He's like, you know, it's, it's happened every time. He can't figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And uh, it's just, yeah, it's very, it man, Bryce is messing with us right now. <laughs> like, it's like giving us hope. And then suddenly it's like, yeah, no, not, not so much. Um, I did like that. He said um, specifically, like, it, it seems that the organ that the organisms are rejecting the mutations. Yeah. Um, so I thought that, that was pretty interesting. Once again, this could be me looking too much into it, knowing his future. But I feel like that's an important line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. One of those things where, um, you know, Jace is still, you know, in a way of showing that they have this incredibly strong bond and how much Victor's life means to Jace. You know, he, he says, um, you know, it might it might not be in time. And um, Victor says he can feel his body eroding, which is once again another big thing. Right. Because it's mm-hmm. literally he can feel his body dot 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 eroding. Yeah. Um, which is something that, you know, other things don't necessarily do sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that that was good. And then Jay says that he'll have Sky, knock, yep. knock, back the to assistant. the uh, the girl yep. at the beginning, yep, um, bring over Heimer. And he might be able to actually, they're thinking that he might actually be able to help um, because they think that, you know, he's going to know the stakes and what this means, Victor, you know, surviving. Uh, but he says in the meantime, and I liked this attitude, he said, but in the meantime, um, we're let's do what we do best, and he grabs the chalk, and uh, obviously that means like let's let's go to work, let's try to solve this for you. Like we're good at this, you and me, let's do it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it just shows that they're just you know they're so close, and it, it just makes it all all, all the, the better, tragic. but also all the yeah. worse and tragic for later on, right? So um, the trauma, yeah. the trauma. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like I said, it's the trauma rama, dude. That's what I'm this. That's what this whole show is. Um, but anyway, so then we go to uh, the next scene, going back to Vi and Kate, catching back up with them. Uh, they're now at the bottom of that of that structure um, with the the giant neon light scaffolding, mm-hmm. and um, Kate um, asks, like, "What is this place? Because it, it's got this really, it's dark and creepy. There, you hear noises." You're shuffling around, things moving in the darkness, some guttural noises you hear. And um, she says, it's the kind of place where people, you topsiders, don't want to think about end up. Saying that, like, they just, topsiders never want to think about the problems that, you know, the the undercity folk actually have. They don't want to trouble their mind with the, you know, tragic stories of the, these people and what they have to endure. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's the kind of people that we see. And in, in it, these people are fucked up, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's clearly it's like bad. a slum slums, you know, they're in the slums and um, it's it's, uh, you know, they're a, basically a homeless, a crack house. I mean, it's a homeless in- encampment. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just not not good conditions, not clean, not safe. Um, and it's it's clear. Uh, that um, this is kind of what uh, Zahn's kind of descended to, right? Um, mm-hmm. After years of neg- neglect from Piltover. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, one thing I did want to point out is we do see a familiar face, right? The mm-hmm. same guy that was bumping yep. into people on episode one that did the deal with those Bilgewater uh, folks. The, the nerdy guy with the glasses. As nerdy guy. Him. Yeah, we see him and he's he's covering himself. So clearly he isn't... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, he he's seen better days. He's a little know? insecure about his current predicament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, so yeah, he, he, we do see him and um, Kate. Basically, it was what Kate opened up the door basically, and he was ra- waiting right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, no, and, he was um, he was off in the 
in the slums. Um, oh, you saw him before that incident? Yep. Oh, because yep. I, I didn't actually, I didn't see him in that part. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, okay, it's an oversight on my part. All yeah, right. yeah. I thought so, the first time that you saw him was whenever they opened up the door. No, no, it's whenever she's shining the flashlight around and she sees people scurrying away from the light, and uh, she shines it onto him, and he he you know blocks it, but ah, okay. he doesn't scurry away. So gotcha. Okay. Well, um, so at this point, you know, Vi sits down in the in this like old house that's there's old broken down house, um, and uh, she starts to have like blurred visions and and hallucinations of powder actually. Uh, above her and yeah she's not doing well uh with yeah, that stab not at wound all. so yeah she looks at the wall at one point she sees like colored scribblings very jinx like scribblings and um uh you see powder there in a hammock kind of sleeping um and uh, kate starts you know kind of looking around the house and um he try she tries to help her um you know kind of Pat, pad the wound, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, with the cloth that they got earlier. And Vi bats her arm away. You know, she's obviously still, like, not trusting of, of Kate all the way. And uh, Kate says that we have to trust each other um, or this will never work. And she says um, it'll never work anyways because topsiders always find a way to screw us. And uh, Kate tries to relate to her, like, we're not monsters, we're people too. And... Um, this is when Vi really starts to get out of it, as you mentioned. And uh, she says, I shouldn't have left you. And she's hallucinating Powder, actually. So she was saying that to Powder. But Kate thinks that she's talking about her because, you know, Kate thinks that the world is always talking about her. <laughs> typical typical topsider behavior, dude. It's all about them. <laughs> well, and, and then one thing, you know, what Kate decides to just, you know, start dressing her wound as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and one of the things she's she does make a point to say is, is uh, you have a good heart. And in that moment, yeah. Vi hears Vander's voice um, say, you have a good heart. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it goes to show that Vi is, is um, you know, she's she's a, she's barely holding on right now. So, um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's felt felt good to hear Vander's voice again, dude. Right. Oh, yeah. For sure. I missed it. So, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, but there it is. <laughs> soothe me into sleep <laughs> but now like it, it was it was great to hear that it was a good moment for both of them um yeah. but then we go back over to the scene with uh victor and uh he calls it uh, heimer's there jace is there yeah they're showing heimer and he calls it hex core for the first mm. time this, this new um hex tech that he's interesting hmm. yeah okay. like that's not going to be something later on yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i was like that's some of his abilities and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, just for you guys to know, hex score is a very important thing to do with his uh, this character's kit specifically. I mean, in the like game. the most important thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it, it is integral to him. So uh, this is something that is very important and that we're going to be, you know, having a clo- he's going to have a close relationship to this thing uh, for the rest of the series. I am very sure. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, he's trying to, you know, show it and explain it to Heimer, and he's, he calls it an adaptive rune matrix, uh, hex tech that evolves. Mm, evolves. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but um, Jace, of course, is is saying that it's groundbreaking. groundbreaking and he's that, geeking out, you know. Yeah, he's, yeah exactly. He's, he's the hype train in this scenario, basically. He's like, yeah, fucking reacts with biological materials, bro. Like... Um, but no, he's saying he specifically points out that like it could have healing aspects, um, and that he's read about some magic that has to do with healing and that they could utilize it. And this whole time though, Heimer's staring intensely at this thing, right? And, um, 
Jace's voice kind of fades away in the background as he's staring. And this is this was a pretty interesting part. So at, at that moment, Heimer has a vision of that same thick webbing, by the way, but this time it's red. And in the middle of it, you see that pillar of light with that person ascending in the middle of it that we saw from earlier whenever he always spoke about um, basically or made mention of the ruination mm-hmm. or not the ruination. I'm sorry. No, the rune wars. Yeah. Ruination. Totally different thing. Totally let's different not thing. Blow, yeah, yeah. Let's not blow your mind with that yet. <laughs> uh, one thing I, I want to point out is whenever he mm-hmm. does see this figure, uh, it's the figure is clearly holding a staff with a light yeah. at the end of the staff. Uh, which is also very uh, curious. Important. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so it, it seems like he's starting to get, like, starting to think a little bit more about how this vision is, like, relating to the situation at hand. And um, immediately yeah. he just goes to, once he sees it, he's like, you, you must destroy it. Like, yeah. no question. And Beg, uh, begs him even to like destroy it. I loved the line that he said there. I'll let, I'll let you like kind of go into the specifics. Yeah. You know. Well, he, he goes, please, if you ever put your faith in, in yep. my guidance, hear me now. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a desperate plea and uh, he's seen yeah. nations destroyed by a single seed and it looked, looked exactly, exactly like, this. like that. You know? Yeah. Dude. Um, uh, like he was so serious there. I loved like that little speech yeah. from him. Well, and then uh, Jace is totally just, he's caught off guard. He's pissed off. Uh, yeah, because he's just like this could save Victor's life. Like, what the fuck? Like, almost kind of shocked too that he was like, but it could save Victor's life. Like, why don't you understand that we need to do this? Well, right? and and I think too, like Jace. Um, I think in that moment he's kind of remembering all the times that Heimer was like, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I, oh yeah, I, you could definitely tell Jace was kind of like, no, I'm pushing back this time. Yeah. Um, so and then uh, in that moment, uh, Heimer looks to Victor and he's like, something's different. You've changed. What did you do? And Victor's just like, what? Like, uh, yeah, he's know, confused. He's genuinely not sure what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and, and Heimer's just like, that thing must be destroyed. Yeah. Um, and well, he even when, says he says it's that thing whenever he was like, what? I'm not sure what you're talking about. He 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 looked back over at the thing after, you know, a quick moment of contemplation. He said, it's that thing. And he's yeah. like pointing at it. He's like, it's that thing. It, it must be destroyed. Yeah. And uh, he, that's whenever he moves in to actually like destroy it. And Blaze, Blaze, <laughs> Jace physically blocks him and tells him he won't let him do it. Yeah. Um, Which is that was, huge. That huge. was an intense moment, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it, Heimer was about to whip out some, some fucking inventions real quick. Yeah. To string Jace <laughs> up or something. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, he immediately, he's like, this is a violation of the uh, ethos. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, you know, he's going to have it destroyed one way or another. And uh, Jace is bum, just bum, like, bum. he's like, well, that's your opinion, bro. Um, we'll yeah. see if the council agrees. So you, you <laughs> see how Jace is quickly... Um, wielding you know, that power, that wielding he has that now. power, yeah, and yeah. He's, man, he's just—it he, just comes so naturally to him, you know. <laughs> it really does. He, he really does have those moments of like, I'm going to use this, right? Yeah. And then he has like these other moments where he's—he like remembers that that's not what he wants, and that he's almost ashamed that he he did it, right? Yeah, I love that. I because it's just this inner conflict that he has that. You know, he knows he kind of has to play the game, but he fucking hates that he has to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, this he is, this is him right there. basically wielding all the 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 cards. Right. Um, yeah. And this is whenever he's like, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to fight for this one. 
Um, or before he was kind of coaxed by Mel, this is completely on his own, uh, fruition. So uh, I think that's important, important to know is this is the first time Jace is making big decisions without Mel there. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, one thing I did notice is, you know, Heimer is like, you know, uh, Leaves in a in a huff, yeah. right? Fuck this noise! Yeah, leaves. <laughs> but then uh, the the Poro behind him does the same thing. It barks at Jason, yeah. like flips around real <laughs> fast, and like you know, uh, pissed off huffs out of there too. I was like, that's adorable. Like, <laughs> we need to find a way. I mean, this is going to be terrible, and I'm sure that there's all kinds of reason, ethical reasons as to why this should never happen. But my God, I I've never wanted to try to like combined species before to try to somehow get a poro like we need to get a fucking woolly mammoth and then we need to like have it go steadily down to shrink it a little bit uh, but we will figure out a way to make we, this we could just happen. we could just talk to sin see if he'll do it for us you know yeah, that's, so, what, that's yeah. what we need to do which is did you plan that because that's a great yeah, i know great little segue right yeah because uh, victor he makes a point to say i might know someone else who could help and i was yeah, like Vic, mm. victor says that by the way yeah yeah um and uh, jace is like you know do what you gotta do i, I need to get ready because jace is about to about to fight a battle yeah and uh yeah that that scene was the whole scene was fucking fantastic but um more importantly i got, I got really hyped at the end of it because i'm like oh fuck we're going back to singe baby yeah Mm-mm. is that what you thought whenever he said that or were you thinking who might it be uh oh i was definitely thinking singe like whenever okay, he said yeah. that yeah but then i will say i didn't catch it until the second watch through that he said that so oh, the, okay, gotcha. yeah, the first time I he it was just kind of like a throwaway. I wasn't really like I guess paying attention. And the second time I was like, oh, okay, he's talking about Cinch. So yeah, it's hard. It's easy to get lost in the hype whenever you're watching it on the first oh, one. You're like, yeah. Oh, oh, you're trying to recollect, you know, all these pieces of your brain that just exploded all the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so then we go to the next scene. You know what? This one actually is moving along fairly fast. I will say, like faster than I thought it was going to. Still a good bit of stuff to go through. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, we go back to Vi and Kate. Vi is definitely just straight up dying at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate knows she needs to go try to do something. So she leaves to go find help. And as soon as she opens the door, the guy from episode one um, tries to help. Right. He's like, he's like, hey, no, I'm a friend because uh, Caitlin points a gun at him, obviously. And she's like, whoa, who the fuck are you? And um, she, he says, wait, no, no, no. I, I know Vi. I know Vi. There's, that's Vi in there. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm an old friend of theirs. Um, and you can tell now he's, you know, as you mentioned before, he's like trying to cover up like his head a good bit. He's all like disheveled. He's, he's hunched over. Um, he's definitely like super fucked up and you see like this purple, um, how should I say? Like almost like tumor growing on his head. Contusion. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's, it's crazy looking. And, um, obviously you instantly know this is shimmer related, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, it's it's a really sad scene overall because this man's life is you know a fraction of what it was before obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh kate says that she needs a doctor she's been she's been wounded um and the guy says yeah i think i might know someone that can help you know doctor's hard to come by but i think i might know someone that might be able to do something and um they kind of you know she follows him you know knowing that this is kind of like her only shot at, at helping and um, he brings her to this very strange doctor creature. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This thing is fucking weird looking like there's no way to to be kind about that. Yeah. It's no, weird. it's it's very ogre looking. Um, and it's got like the skin is like barely like it's like stretched and like 
It's like literally revealing like bone underneath where the mouth is and stuff. It's fucking weird, dude. Uh, no, uh, she's just wearing a, a weird uh, like cloth piece over her nose. What? Uh, Wait, no. It's was that a cloth piece? I could yep. have swore that was like actual skin. No, no. Um, yeah, what? I mean, she she looks weird, but yeah, it's like a like a piece of her clothing. So I am um, gonna have to look this thing up. I'm that's... literally watching it right now, so I'm just letting you know. <laughs> it's Shit. Not, it's oh, not she like honestly skin, looked. But, I was yeah. much more excited about her whenever she looked so weird because I was like, "Damn, this is gonna be like a crazy race that they throw at us." But I mean, she still looks like a like an orc kind of. You know, like I yeah, definitely it feels like cool. they're gonna bring orcs into play. Like, um, yeah, because we we got her and the prison guard, right? Um, right. They, they're both very orc like. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's my, my theory is that we're, we're going to get some, some more orc like characters. So yeah. Or at least orc inspired characters, right? Yeah. 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 So do you want to take us through like what, you know, like what she does there? So, yeah. So, um, you know, she asks like ailment and, uh, Caitlin's like, she's been stabbed, closes it. Um, Caitlin and, um, the nerdy guy, I can't remember his name. Um, they have kind of a, uh, a quick conversation. She's like, I don't you know, think they ever said his name actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they have a conversation. She's just asking, you know, why he, he would take something that does that to him. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. talking about the shimmer and he's just like, he just wanted to feel what it was like to, uh, to be somebody, right. Um, to make yeah. people afraid. And, uh, um, you can tell yeah. this is the guy that's been like the type of guy, even remembering from what he was before, like who was pushed around his entire life. You yeah. know, He's the he really depended on on the muscle that Vander had and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like he in a world where only the strong survive, especially in Zahn, like, you know, he wanted to be the strong for once. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it was pretty interesting. Um, well, the uh, uh, the uh, well, we'll call her the uh, apothecary. Right. Uh, opens the gate and just says trade. Um, and Kate kind of like realizes like oh wait this isn't free uh, i'm gonna have to figure out how to, <laughs> how to get this thing um and uh she takes her her gun out you know releases the uh the bullets that are in it and trades her her weapon which is kind of huge uh one thing i kind of noticed too is you know she the uh, apothecary she takes the like a little earring off and it's got a little yeah. dab of shimmer in it and throws the shimmer into the, the potion right and i'm yeah. wondering like if it was one of those things where it's like she was going to give him the potion as is, um, but then she sees like, oh, this is a gun. It's worth more. And then she throws in the the drop of, of shimmer to match the, the price kind of thing. Um, right. I don't know if that's the case or not, but um, I think it would be kind of cool if, if that is the case. So, yeah, no, I, I really liked the scene. I really liked that character design for it. And yeah, I, I liked the whole um, like bartering system that they had there and yeah how she had the the shimmer stored and everything it was was just a really cool scene overall and you're right by the way Mm -hmm. um it happens once in a blue moon you can be right oh my god um but no (laughs) like for real like i I saw like whenever it first shows her it it shows it in a way where you don't see the ring and yeah that's on the nose part so it looks kind of like that but then it the next time you see her it's very blatant i don't know how the fuck i missed that 
But um, yeah, I think she looked cooler the way I thought I saw her. Oh, but, I got her. I mean, she looked cool regardless. So. <laughs> it's funny how like like we clearly don't know the gender of this character, but we're just like, oh, it's no. a she, you know, like obviously. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, that's true. We were assigning her gender this whole time. I was just how, like, how but I just uh, it's like one of those things where you're like, no, like the it, I, close it's, enough. It's like, well, it's, I just think it, think it's interesting more than anything how it's like, OK, here's a here's a orc creature, um, you know, that doesn't really have any feminine features, but for some reason, like that's the vibe that you get. So I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking things, but um, it just kind of no, goes no, to I, their, I their character design and how it's, it's so distinct and, and uh, interesting and memorable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. And, and, you know, when she gives them uh, her, the potion and everything like that, um, they end up going back. Uh, Kate tries to, you know, be like, Hey, like, you know, come on in basically. Like, she'll be happy to see you. And then he's like, he refuses. He's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want her to see me like this. And, uh, you know, he's like, tell her, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Kate hugs him and you can tell this is the first time he's had anyone like basically talk to him, let alone hug him in a long time. Right. Yeah. Um, but there was that look. Did you already, I don't think you mentioned this yet. Did you right? Mm-mm. What look? The, the look that he gave at the potion whenever she dropped the shimmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he had he could, a little sneaky, cheeky look. He was just like, ooh, that looks good. So, I yeah. mean, because he, he's clearly addicted. He's so. an addict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. But this, that leads me to think of, of something. Um, I'll see if you agree with it whenever it happens. Okay. But, um, yeah, but right there, you know, that's how that scene ends, basically. She embraces him. And, um, you know, Kate assumably goes in to, to give her the potion, but uh, it skips back to the, a scene with Marcus um, where he goes over to Jace and he gives her the or sorry, he gives him the chomper um, and says that, you know, it's, it's covered it's with the fire the light symbols. Right. Yeah. Um, the suspicious looking symbol that we talked about and uh, says it matches the rest of the attacks from earlier. Um, and Jay says, all right, well, you need to search every shipment, no matter what, you know, it's for the safety of the city. And, um, obviously Marcus is a little resistant to that because he's like, oh, wait, wait, whoa, don't you need to, uh, get some approval from some other people before you do something like that? And he's like, no, just fucking do what I say. And, um, so that shows you that Jace is taking no prisoners right now. Like his way goes. And um, obviously, this was the the same chomper that he got from uh, Silco earlier. So he is following through with that plan because, you know, he's trying to save his daughter at this point because that's on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on his way out, um, he says, uh, by the way, I saw Caitlin check out a prisoner on your orders. Um, is there anything I can do to assist you? And Jace gets silent for a second, stops what he's doing because he was scribbling on a piece of paper. And then he says... Uh, no, we've got it covered, and then continues. Yes. Obviously, you're assuming the same thing as me at, at that point. I assume which, that's, uh, that's the first time he's heard of it, and he's he's it, he decides to cover for Kate. Exactly. So yeah. like, what, oh, it, shit, what's that? It kind of shows how like how he's you know, it, it politics is hard, man, because he's he's simultaneously <laughs> trying to crack down on corruption. He's trying to um, you know uh, protect the city. But then yeah. he's he's basically partaking in some shady stuff right there, right? And he doesn't even know yeah. what Caitlin's doing. It was just a pure trust call by him. He was exactly. just like, he's like, okay, uh, yeah, no, I'll, 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 we've got it handled, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it's it's cool that um, you know 
he's willing to to back up Caitlin and, and trust her. But at the same time, it kind of it shows how his characters, uh, you know, uh, changed so much since uh, from the beginning, right? Um, yeah, that he's willing to cover Jace, this up. Yeah, because Jace doesn't have any idea that Marcus is, you know, uh, you know, in two time with the situation. With Soko, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, he could have easily just been like, yeah, just go check to see, like, how it's going. You know, it could have very... But he was like, fuck. Like, if Caitlyn's in the middle of something, like, I know Caitlyn would do the right thing. So I'm going to just let that slide and I'll yeah. talk to her about it later. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely like how they did that. And it definitely was just a, a trust builder to show the viewers that how the level of trust that they have. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely good. Well, and, and that... that- Immediately, we cut to. Um, I knew the, you were going to try to grab the reins because the counselor to talk about this because <laughs> I I actually wanted to give the whole Heimer speech. Okay, are you ready? I so literally I have the whole thing in quotes really? as well. Yeah, but okay. you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. okay. So it opens with Heimer, and he's he's given his his uh, you know passionate speech, right? And he says, yeah. uh, "Counselors, we have lost our way. Um, uh, this city was founded to be a bastion of enlightenment." In a world that cannibalized itself over power and pride, but we've forgotten our way, loosened our morals in favor of comfort and convenience, uh, traded honor for prestige. We were once one tribe, now we are houses divided. I believe if we set aside our greed and arrogance, we can be one again. Um, it, God. it will take vigilance. We must hold each other accountable. Um, and then Jay's interrupts, he's like, and who holds you accountable? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> Do you want to just pause there for a second to unpack yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Okay. First of all, fuck, man. Heimer, dude. Such I a mean, great dude, character. Such a great character. He's so good. He he is one of those characters that we talked about earlier where like he he really doesn't seem to have that that shade of gray, right? Yeah. He's he's the one that people are supposed to bounce off of because he is that um that, that moral unmoving that pillar. Pillar. Yep. Yep. Right. And so it's just personified so well here in his speech. And fuck, man, he's the way he worded it was beautiful, like pure poetry. Yeah. So good. Um, But yeah, keep keep going if you want. You know, that's the thing is like he he's an idealist, right? Yeah. Um, He's he's not. uh, It feels like he's he's kind of uh, disillusioned in a way. Right. He's not fully aware of of uh you know the 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 deals that are going on um behind the scenes right yeah i mean that's the thing he he sticks to his moral to a fault like that's yeah. the issue yeah well and and the thing is is it, he's kind of oblivious too right cuz jace mm-hmm. actually makes some solid points um yeah. you know he he lets him know like hey you know shimmer is rampant in the undercity right um there's attacks on the hex gates and the academy square like um People are afraid yeah. to even set foot in the lanes. All under your watch, right? Yeah. Uh, um, how he first interrupted him was the and who holds you accountable? Yeah, I love yeah. that line. I was like, "Fuck, man, so, so good." Jesus Christ! It, all right, keep going. The, and that's the thing is, you know, uh, in my opinion, like Jace mm-hmm. does make a valid point. Like this is all happening under Heimer's watch. Like he's almost, yeah. he's he's too caught up with uh, with science and and the the inner cities, right? Um, well, it's not just I mean, he's he's saying with him being the head of council, like it falls under him ultimately. But he knows the situation like, yeah. I mean, Jace, Jace definitely knows, but he needs him to be moved. He needs that that piece on the chessboard to be moved out of the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, yeah, he makes the point that um, time and time again, he's warned us, but um, he's 
never provided a plan to, to fix the issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Heimer calls him out, and he's like, I know what this is about. This is about the your Hextech project, and right. how it needs more safeguards. And, um, and, you know, Jace, he's like, humans don't live forever. Like, we can't mm-hmm. wait for progress. Like, we have to, you know, um, we, we need a leadership focus on the future. Um, Not the past. Yeah. And, and uh, that was... I just real quick, um, that was actually the exact words that Mel said to him earlier yep. on in relation to Heimer. Yeah. So literally, she put those words in his mouth. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think yeah, you start to you actually see Mel in this moment um, kind of look nervous because um, mm. she realizes like, oh, she's kind of created a mo- <laughs> like a monster in a way. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and Jace you know what's happening he's like your years of service can never be repaid you're the you know founding father of this the, the city. true father of piltover is what yeah. He said, yeah um and then he's like i believe it's time we gave our beloved founder a well-deserved retirement and yeah um heimer's just like whoa like et tu brute like kind of yeah he <laughs> like, he he says he says jace and he pauses for a second and he says don't do this and he says it quietly yeah, and you could tell he's impacted at this point, and and also earlier on, by the way, um, just whenever right after he said, "And who holds you accountable?" He interrupted him for the first time. Heimer said to him, he like looked over to him, realizing like this is not his normal persona, like kind of what is he doing? And Heimer literally says, he says, he says, "Jace, you forget yourself," and like kind of said it more concerned than anything else, like, "What are you doing? Like this mm-hmm. is strange behavior," but. Yeah, whenever he says, you know, a little bit later on the the Jace, don't do this. It just it leads so well into what happens. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Well, um, and and immediately from there, right as Heimer says that, it starts cutting to all the different counselors, and uh, it cuts to the the old guy with the with the toy still. Right, ten mm-hmm. years later, he's still playing with that toy, um, and uh, he just gets really serious all of a sudden, and he looks towards yep. his uh, uh, buddy that loves the uh, Noxian wine, right. Yeah. And uh, as assurance. Right. And they kind of look eyes mm-hmm. and they're like, they're like, OK, this is going to happen. And I noticed uh, Caitlin's mother um, from uh, House Caraman, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, like almost hyperventilating. Like she is yeah. kind of she's super nervous about what's taking place. Oh, yeah. Um, Shula is even nervous. Right. She's trying to play it cool. Um, but, yeah, she's nervous um, yep. and, and slurps her tea point is that nothing like this has ever happened before and this is probably the biggest move that they've ever had happen on the council yeah. and uh and jace makes a point to say it has to be unanimous right mm-hmm. um and he looks towards mel and mel mm-hmm. realizes like oh this is what i've created i um you know have to follow through kind of thing and uh she slowly very slowly lifts her hands and uh um you know apologizes and says with my deepest regret like uh, professor yeah you know um yeah and for all your hand. years of service or something like that yeah and then and, um all the other counselors start to raise their hands right yeah and you see um, those those pillars of light because they they do the lighting on i mean they did it before whenever it's like the council passing judgment of anything but the pillars of light that they have whenever it's something is accepted whenever they take a vote fucking intimidating dude oh, right yeah. here they're like I mean, it literally sounds like a clock where time is running out. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I love it. And then, um, and then it cuts to Jason. He's he's very slow to action, right? Because he yep. he realizes how big of a of a thing this is. 
mm-hmm. um, and he is the the final person to cast his vote, and it is unanimous. Um, and, Real uh, quick, oh, I'm, I just want to say whenever he like just to add to the to the drama here of whenever Jace did it, like as you said, he, he raced up very slowly. He even pauses halfway up. He stops moving and then lifts his hand slowly up, still unsuredly. And the entire time he's looking down. Yeah, he cannot, he cannot look, look at Heimer in the yeah. eyes. And, yeah. Uh, do you Damn. have Do you have Heimer's reaction to this or no? Oh, dude, yeah, it's the most sad looking. Oh, dude, like for real. face I've ever seen. Like holy shit, the animators are just so good in this <sighs> fucking show. Like, I I, st- I straight up, my girlfriend and I both cried whenever I watched it the first time. Oh, I cried dude. whenever I watched it the second time. Third time I was okay, but I did get a little teary. I fucking love this scene, man. Oh, dude, it just um, it's just it's really impressive. Just because I, I know from the beginning, whenever I saw Heimer, I was like. Are they going to be able to sell this character? And then sure enough, episode six rolls around and you are taking this thing entirely seriously. Like, there's no yeah. question. And it's I like, think, not only can we fucking sell it, you already bought it. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, it's a devastating moment. I mean, this is it, this is a true, um, you know, shift in uh, history. Right. Like this yeah. is um, so. Yeah. I mean, and, and Jace is at the um, he is, you know, the the uh, the what do you call it the spearhead of it right yeah um, absolutely I mean th- this was definitely driven home by him and you can tell this is not a decision that he that he is even sure about let alone you know wanted to do it right yeah yeah um, this is just something that he had to do to try to you know achieve what he needed to for his friend that yeah. saved him and uh, yeah Heimer's expression fuck man like. When it it just zooms in on his face, like right as whenever it it was actually like right as Jace was about to lift up his hand, mm-hmm. and you see his eyes are just wide open, like it, it has this expression of like disbelief and sadness in it, and right as that pillar of light flicks on from Jace, um, raising his hand, his eyes, like Heimer's eyes, literally, and you know they're they're big, right? Yeah, so it just adds this expression, but his eyes literally start to quiver, like he's going to cry, and um, then boom, end of scene. Oh, fucking Jesus so Christ, dude. So, so, so fucking good. So emotional. Like, I love that shit. And the fact that it's coming out of animation from a game studio. Like, I mean, well, animation studio, but like backed Based by on a game a video studios game. Yeah. On, on their story. Just it. It just speaks leagues to how all of these other people that have tried to do it before. It's not like, oh, it can't be done. Expectations are too high. Like all of those excuses that we got. It's like, no, it's just you didn't fucking do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think this I mean, I think um, uh, Castlevania did it first where you really walked. Castlevania did it well. Well, they did it well. I'm talking about like. Basically throwing out the notion that uh, video games can't be turned into uh, good stories, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Arcane has so if if Castlevania set the precedent, Arcane is the nail in the coffin at this point. Um, yeah, the, that's true. It's, it, they we, they created the possibility, like they showed that it was a possibility. Yeah. And, and now we're just, now we're seeing like, oh, uh, this uh, could be potentially, you know, award winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is now my preferred thing to view. Actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So but, uh, but man, oh, such a good scene. I've, I've watched mm-hmm. it a couple times now. And it's just every time it's so intense. It really is, dude. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the next scene here. Mm-hmm. So um, 
by oh, by the way, you know, I guess this is going to be our longest episode yet because we still have a good bit to go. Through. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. I, I don't, can't even imagine what the uh, episode nine is going to be. My God. Jeez. Um, but anyways, uh, so Vi opens up her eyes and she can mm-hmm. barely see Kate. Everything's just incredibly blurred. Well, and I don't know if you're going to say this, but she actually sees her mom um, that was... in Kate's place. So, Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. I actually didn't realize. That. I thought it was just Kate with her hat off, Mm-mm. but I obviously I saw Powder. Yeah, but Powder and 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 Vi's mom actually. Damn, next to her. I I didn't um, catch that. Fuck, I'm ashamed of myself. What it's the okay. Fuck? That's what I'm here for. So you know, <laughs> the little things. So. Damn, dude, that was no, that was good. <laughs> shit, that adds like you know an even better um, you know light well, to the situation. And, and I will I will admit I I watch all the the Easter egg videos and stuff on YouTube so. It's all stuff that, like, I mean, I did notice this the first time, but there are mm-hmm. a couple ones where, like, with the bunny and, like, the flares and stuff like that mm-hmm. on previous episodes that I was like, I got that from, from YouTubers and stuff uh, okay. like that. So, uh, I but this one, I haven't yeah, really that, watched was, any videos on it. I just, oh, yeah, I, I've been watching. I just watch it over and over again. I've been watching all the, the videos on it, everything. Uh, so, okay. as much content right. as, I can, as I can get. So. Yeah, you just absorb. <laughs> like like we said, you're just absorbing it all. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, well... So, yeah, apparently, you know, that happens. Yeah. And um, so Kate gives her the potion and Vi's eyes violently turn perp- or pink for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in that moment, she, she screams real quick and Kate kind of gets right up in there. Oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's like, you know, about to ship her out. Comfort her again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and they are just I mean, Kate is just staring deep into those eyes. Um, getting lost I, in those eyes bro. i think it it started as like you know oh she sees her eyes turning pink and she wants to make sure she gets back to normal right because the shimmer mm-hmm. um but she stares at him for for after that a little bit um, it lingers yeah it lingers and yeah. uh they're just so gay it's awesome so uh, <laughs> i i fucking at this point like i dropped the whole jace thing i, I do want them to be shipped out together dude they yeah they would be a fucking awesome power perfect couple. perfect couple yeah yeah, so you know that happens, and and when she realizes, of course, Kate was like, "Oh," uh, and kind of like quickly pulls back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Vi almost instantly recovers. By the way, like so yeah, clearly that the, potion works really well. It's good shit. Yeah, it's good shit. I'm not yeah. sure if you heard around the block, but that's good shit, dude. <laughs> that's good shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, Kate trying to quickly change the subject uh, from what just happened there. Uh, she's like, so. Um, Jinx was the name that, that Savika gave us, right? And um, uh, Vi obviously is like, yeah, 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 it was, it was Jinx, it was Jinx. And um, soon, I think it was Kate realized, yeah, Kate realized that they used to actually live here. Yeah, they see the uh, little she used to live here because they the see the lines on the on the on the door on the door frame. Yeah, yeah, so. and um, she sees powder, the name powder there, kind of you know roughed up writing because the place is just absolutely destroyed basically mm-hmm. and she asks you know who that is and Vi says that's her sister um, and that she thought she was dead but she's not and she has to find her um, and then she said Kate said back to her you know how do you know that she's alive even like don't you have parents and I was like fucking what I mean Man, and Kate, Vi had the same reaction there yeah Kate has no idea what she's saying like in that yeah, moment yeah exactly it, and she was just like, no, they were killed by enforcers. Like, you know, like, fuck you, like, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
it just once again shows her her naivety like she just does not know the true world right? but she she's clearly you know she she's she's definitely very um you know she, she she's sympathetic that, to she's it. sympathetic yeah she senses yeah, that yeah. pain like she's not like a, a jerk at all she's very sensitive to it so yeah she's not all going around like defending it all of a sudden and saying like no 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 it's because of this she's like <sighs> oh shit so she's definitely like Oh, becoming aware every single time that like holy shit like I don't like I can't believe that like I'm sorry yeah like so she, but it, she's it gonna is make, she's gonna still. make a great partner to help console Vi through her trauma so exactly um. <laughs> in all kinds of ways yep <laughs> um, but no it's it, it really is like uh, you know it shows you that she's definitely making the right growth right mm-hmm. um, but yeah it just it shows the sheltered existence that she did have. Um, but anyway, so they hear noises um, coming from outside and Vi opens the door and she sees Silco standing there with vials of shimmer with, um, you know, a few people, uh, you know, the, the addicts um, that live around here mm-hmm. just huddled below him on the floor, like just, you know, lifting their hands up, like, you know, begging for for the shimmer. It just shows you just how crazy addictive the shit is oh, and, and how powerful Silco is because he's got two giant vials and. You know they were. Yeah, this is like nothing to him. Yeah, they were scrambling over like a like a drop of a it, drop. Right? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then uh, he calls her Vander's prodigy. He calls mm-hmm. Vi's Vander's prodigy. Um, and uh, she sees it in that same moment. She sees the the glasses guy from earlier um, behind him, looking very ashamed and guilty. And he takes one of the vials out of his hands. Um, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that was just, you know, he happened to be close by and he's like, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I'll have to, I'll take this file and, you know, do what comes next. Or do you think that he seeing what happened and, and seeing that little flash of, of Shimmer actually kind of sought him out and, and told him that, oh, they're in this house, by the way. Um, I think it, it was one of those where, um, you know, he genuinely wanted to help. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Silco shows up and everyone knows who Silco is because he's the, you know, the mm-hmm. baron that owns all these these drugs. Right. And I think that's and, you know, Silco's asking where these girls are. I think that's whenever he's like, oh, this is easy to get the substance and you just can't say no, you know, mm-hmm. when you're addicted like that. Um, so I guess it, we agree on the fact that, yeah, he did like give away some information oh he did sell but i guess it's the matter of when because i felt like whenever he made that apology he kind of and that and he had that glance earlier like i felt like he knew then that he was like by the way i'm sorry for everything i don't think so i think he he um he he was definitely sorry after the fact right but i don't think he he was um uh, apologizing for that like he knew he was gonna do it yeah exactly yeah i got you yeah so um well we'll never know but uh, <laughs> I'm right, though. Um, <laughs> no, either way, I, I actually do think that that's the more likely scenario. But that was a, a theory I had in my head as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so after that, uh, she asked, what have you done with my sister? And uh, he said that he freed her, of course, because he's got to say something like that. Right. Because yeah. he's Silka. <laughs> and uh, I can't just say like, oh, I have her like she's over there. Like it's, it's like, not no, like, I no, freed I, her. I freed her from her state. She's of been mind. liberated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then he, he said that, you know, that whole time back in the day, he thought that she was the, the prize of, you know, Vander's family. But Jinx and he pauses. He's like, she's more than I ever imagined dot 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 mm. you know what i mean 
Vi's so, yeah, pissed. Vi's Vi pissed. not happy about this scenario uh, unfolding. So, um, and as as that's happening, um, he's giving the the shimmer um, to these you know the people that were huddled uh, yeah. below him, yeah. And obviously they take it instantly because they're like, "Fuck my, oh my god!" And um, it shows them kind of like you know bulking up, turning into into monsters beside him while he's doing this. And um, it shows at that point it starts flipping to another scene where it shows Jinx on the top of a building in the center mm-hmm. of the city, and um, she she's got her at flare stone. And yeah, she she then looks at the at the flare, and uh, then it flips back over to Vi. And she says, I'm going to erase any fucked up delusions that you put in her head. Typical Vi fashion, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then Caitlin kind of sneaks off um, in the background a little bit. And she realizes, because she, she knows she's got to do something here, because there's no way that they're winning this battle straight up. Yeah. And so she realizes, you know what, the scaffolding is really shitty. And uh, maybe I can knock it down a little bit. And so she, you know, hits it and you see it shudder. So it's definitely like breakable, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's when, you know, basically they're about to get into the fight. Vi turns around, well, gives it one... Real quick, real quick. So I, I like Vi's lines here. Um, you know, basically I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, erase mm-hmm. whatever stuff that you put in her head. But then she says, but first I'm going to bring your bullshit empire down all around you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like, damn, like, <laughs> this is awesome. And it's right after that that she throws the punch to knock it down, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, she's like... You, you talk too much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So classic. Everyone's fashion. got everyone's got good lines here, dude. I'm telling you. Like, and then that whole scene where she punches the, uh, I mean, I I just I love how like she. That's the thing is you know she kind of falls into that that punchy archetype, right? Like the the boxer punch master right? archetype. Yeah. Punch master. I told right? you that the other day. Yeah. Um. But whenever she punches that. Uh, that uh that scaffolding right and then mm-hmm. the camera just zooms up right and you see it just you know ripple um and it starts to collapse you're like damn like what a badass dude like oh yeah <laughs> like, and uh, it shows you how much stronger she is in relation to like a normal person yeah um or maybe it's not even strength i don't know maybe it's like she somehow weaponizes badassery because she doesn't look that much stronger than jinx well, remember, or than, uh, than caitlin Kate? well remember yeah. like she whenever they found her uh or caitlin found her she was literally punching like stone the stone wall in herself right but at the like, same time like <laughs> physicality has something to do like like if you don't look like she doesn't look like she has crazy fucking muscles right I wouldn't think that this person would be able to. She definitely looks like she'd be able to make an impact, but not like fucking. Let's tear this goddamn city down. Yeah, Boom. well, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> she's definitely got that that uh, um, you know that uh, what what is it? Whenever you've just been doing something for so long, like your muscles don't necessarily reflect the size of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, you see people that you know they've been working out in the you know like doing um, you know heavy or hard labor their entire life, mm-hmm. and you know they're like. You look at them and they're like, eh, they look kind of normal, but then they get one of those grip strength things and they squeeze it until it, you know, can't right. read anything anymore. And you're just like, oh, this guy has like, like secret strength, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're kind of like, kind of like, uh, like on a farm, like you're farm yeah. strong. Farm right? strong. That's, that's how I, I see Vi. She's got strong. like, well, Vi's, Vi's not just farm strong. She's prison strong. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah. absolutely. She's, I'm from fucking Zon and I'm in prison strong. Yeah. 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 So. Um, but anyway, Evander was my dad strong. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, after that, um, oh, that's whenever we get the the shot of Jinx 
um, up at the top again. You know, she was looking at the flare before. Um, she remembers what Vice says. It kind of, you know, you, you hear it uh, in her head. And it says, wherever you are, light it up and I'll find you. Mm-hmm. And Jinx then pulls the pin and holds it up. And it has just oh, the fucking so, perfect music, dude. Oh, so good. So oh. good. So good, like because the music was every time. Every time. Yeah, because the, the music was already you know playing right beforehand, and whenever she lifts it up, dude, it just like it hits that that perfect moment. Oh. and fuck, man, it's it's perfect. And it starts to do the a little bit of the three sixty. It doesn't show the the very interesting part that happens right afterwards, but because then it starts flipping through multiple different scenes here. Yeah, and and it the intensity of all these scenes are are so high, and it's. It kind of perfectly keeps going back to this safety point where the intensity isn't as high, but it's still dramatic. It's a still a dramatic moment mm-hmm. with uh, Vi holding that, th- or I'm sorry, with Jinx holding that thing up. And so the first one of the flips that we get, the first one is um, uh, Vi, Kate and Vi getting out of the rubble and escaping together. That, that's that's one of the first ones, right? Mm-hmm. And then it shows Silco. Um, I love this scene actually. Silco sitting down like in uh, like the rubble after what's happening he's he's just on top of one of the rocks and um he's just like you could tell he's just fucking stewing about what just happened yeah and that they managed to get away and he um he like all of a sudden like gets up and just starts throwing a fit in frustration and you just just tell you can't hear him yelling because they have the music playing which is all the better but you can tell he's he's furious and he's mm-hmm. yelling and um yeah, it's just upset. And then it goes back to Jinx holding up the flare. You get this beautiful 360 shot um, where Milo and Clagger, I'm sure this is one of your favorite scenes. Oh, it's so, right so there. powerful. And, yeah, and they have, they're like pinned up against her on the back as well, like holding it up um, as well. And, and they're like that, you know, black kind of, you know, zombie form that we, we saw a little bit of earlier. And man, it's, it's so cool to see like whoever makes it is fucking creative as shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would so love good. to meet them, man. Like, it's For just real. I get. I've like, just never seen insanity like personified like this before. It's so good. Well, it's just it's taken so seriously, you know. Like, it's yeah. I just I love how it there, it's it's almost like it, it's like done in a respectful manner, which you just don't see. Like, you always see like the Harley Quinns and the Jokers, and they're just kind of off the wall crazy just for the sake of being crazy, right? Um, right. And this is like no, there, there's a good reason why you know jinx is the way she is and and you totally sympathize with her right mm-hmm. um so it's yeah no they they just they, they've outdone themselves especially with that that whole sequence was really really intense yeah i mean and it just keeps going because from right there we go to a scene where you see the enforcer an enforcer putting on his his um his gear mm-hmm. right and in in the lenses of his uh of his goggles you see other enforcers you know running to a task and uh, you can tell they're gearing up for for something. And yeah. then it goes to another scene of Silco now violently punching and kicking the people around, and, and kicking people or the people around him. Like I, I think goons, it, yeah. the subordinates of him and I think maybe um, some of the people that took the, uh, the, the shimmer as well. But man, he's going fucking insane. He's screaming and yelling. And it just I this is a side to him because you've seen him so cool and collective for 95 percent of the time mm-hmm. and this was just like that outburst right yeah it's crazy i i loved that scene it was very powerful um and then you you're hit with the scene of once again it flipped back of course to the 360 shot and then you get a shot of vi going through the city she, she knocks into someone bumps into someone as she's running and you get like that off, scene yeah <laughs> yeah like she like flips them off and uh, and whenever she flipped him off, though, because she turned around, she looks up and she she sees that blue smoke. 
mm-hmm. that is um, rising up in, in that that building on top of that building, and she she knows instantly what that is, and um, she kind of looks at it in awe for a second, and then um, she she keeps moving w- with Kate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that that was the kind of end of of that scene before well, we go back into the Victor it, stuff. Well, but. and then then it cuts to Marcus and. You see, uh, they those um, enforcers are barricading the bridges. Mm. Super important, super important. So, huh? I thought I thought I wrote that down specifically, but it's, I don't see it here. Well, oh, I've okay. got I've got the show playing in the background for me. Right yeah, now, no, no, so. no. I I don't I don't doubt you. I'm just now wondering where the fuck did I put that? Scene? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, and Marcus yeah. is very like you can tell he's just not happy about this situation. So um, mm-hmm. he's just kind of going through the motions and you can kind of tell he's he's uh he he, he, he's not in a good place right now so not at all (laughs) not at all um but yeah so is that is there anything else that you want to talk about there before we move on to i think we victor we go the victor for sure okay so this scene is fucking good Mm. um so we get the flashback of victor going into um singed lair with the flowers for um rio to eat right Mm-hmm. And he sees Rio as soon as he he walks in there. He sees now Rio helplessly hooked up to these um, kind of tubes pipes, or yeah. tubes, yeah, um, on the floor, kind and of writhing in pain. You can yeah, tell exactly it's in he's pain. is dying, and it is in pain. Um, and Victor, or I'm sorry, uh, Singed kind of walks up very casually, and he's like, you know, he'll live. Um, and Victor is is shocked, and he says, you know, you, you did this, and Singed says. Like once again, very casually, like my, I thought you understood the mutation must survive, and Victor runs out, and Singe just kind of He's tends like, well. tends to Rio, you know, and and kind of is like, well, that, that is what it is. Um, another person that can't understand, I suppose, is what yeah. he wrote it off as. Well, but. And, and that's the thing I I really love about Singed is like he, you know, the uh, Victor is obviously you know traumatized by seeing this, mm-hmm. and oh yeah. Um, since it's just kind of like he doesn't take offense to it at all. He's just like, no, another kid that just didn't understand. So what do you do? It's kind of like, you know, another like he isn't he knows he's like, all right, I guess he isn't strong enough to to know what must be done kind of thing. And yeah. be able to handle that. But yeah, I just thought it was so fascinating how he just didn't take it personally at all. Like he was just because right. I mean, literally, Victor knocks the, the flower out of Singe's hand. And he's just mm-hmm. like, hmm, you know, that's it is what it is, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I guess that that whole like sequence just uh, really, I mean, I just I love the way they portray Singed in this. He's he's got that oh, eeriness yeah. to him, um, but also that that calmness that you really just makes him even more eerie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's it just you're he's right. Not it quick definitely to makes him eerie. At all, like, so right, but it definitely makes it gives you this sense that he is he is 100 percent in control of the situation. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like. He knows what he's doing, and he, it's kind of like he knows something that everyone else doesn't. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, totally. And um, so, yeah, you get that vibe, and, and you know, right as he, it, you know, Victor runs out, and he starts tending to to Rio. Um, it immediately goes to uh, the scene where Singed is in modern his, day, right? Modern day lab now, same cavern, I believe, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's now filled with instruments, potions, and equipment. And um, he's standing right in front of Rio, who's now suspended in this liquid of a large um, cylindric tank, mm-hmm. right? That's, you know, right in the center of view. And um, I love this scene. Victor walks in slowly and um, says, I understand now. 
and Singe just slowly turns his head towards him. Um, and you get to see the, the kind of wrappings around his jaw from, you know, what happened. Kind of being the Singe that we, we know him as uh, yeah. from his pictures. And, uh, yeah, that was the the end of that scene. So let's just unpack that. Did you? How did you like how that played out? Did you think that it was impactful enough with how he he re-entered? Oh, I thought it was it was perfect. Like it was exactly what yeah. needed to happen. Um, Singe didn't need to say anything in that moment. Uh, he just yeah. turned around and and um, I, I think you know in a way Singe is kind of um, I don't want to say happy, um, more like in a state of like like relief or something. I don't even know how to describe it, but he's just like acknowledgement where he's just like, okay. Yeah. Acknowledgement is probably the best. Like, ah, you finally do understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I like how that it literally is the rest of the conversation. It, It like how he walks in and what he says is literally like the rest of the conversation that they never got to have because Victor ran out and it, it's literally just, the continuation of that yeah i understand now so and that's all that needed to be said as as you said earlier yeah and man well, so that, fucking that scene where singe turns around and in the background is is rio in that tank mm-hmm. you know clearly like you know a, a shell of what what it once was right yeah um now i will say maybe we can get into little little theory right here is that okay sure. yeah, yeah um so some people that whenever you look at the scene, whenever it first opens up, um, there's a that of course Rio in the tank on the left hand side, but then there's a tank in the middle. Okay, mm-hmm. and people have this idea that there's like there could be um, some more interesting, you know, um, creatures, <laughs> right? And right. I'm just gonna I don't want to burst the bubble, but if it if it's in that tank, it's a very small creature. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but but I would not center in on that uh, tank to the right of Singed, um, because any any type of creatures that Singed is experimenting on, it's probably going to need a tank about as big as Rio's um, to, to hold them. So just uh, uh, well, I think I know. I think I know what you're talking about. It starts with a Z. Uh, a Z? What? Yeah. Which creature? Are, wait, which creature are you talking about? Are we thinking about the same? So one, one that starts with a dead W. Oh, that one? Yeah. Oh. Mm, okay. All right. I thought you were actually referring to a different creature. But what's right. the second letter in that? <laughs> a. Oh. 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 Okay. Very interesting. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk after that. we turn this okay, podcast okay. off. <laughs> um, but yeah, and actually, you know what? We'll go ahead and continue it just for a, a few minutes mm-hmm. afterwards with a like, you know, maybe spoilers section again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but anyways, let's go ahead and, and continue off of off of there. Do you have anything more to say about that scene? No, I think it. All right. It, it's perfect as it is. Yes. So. Perfection. One hundred percent. Yes. All right. So then let's go ahead and move to the next one. Um, so this is basically like the second to the last scene that we that we go into. Mm-hmm. Um, so Silco returns to his office and he's obviously very angry about what happened. He's still riled up and he sits down in his desk and um, obviously so distracted he didn't realize this whenever he came in. But um, he realizes there's a knife in the middle of his desk and there's scribblings on the desk as well and um, on there's kind of a, a map down there and you see this arrow that kind of uh, goes on the desk and then goes up the knife and it's pointing upward. 
and um, it's obviously in the the scribblings and the in the colors that Jinx is usually known to to use. And uh, he looks up and he sees Safika hanging from the rafters, where she always is, um, with drawings all over her saying "liar." That is what you call a fucking message, right yeah. there. No kidding. My God, this is um, this is like next level of the horse in the bed scenario from The Godfather. Yeah, the horse yeah. in the bed. This is like fuck me. <laughs> All right. Well, and it's it's like so. Savika is alive. She's barely holding on. I mean, if you're hung upside down for long enough, like it doesn't matter. You'll you'll end yeah. up passing out and dying. But uh, so she's barely holding on. She's just gotten the shit beat out of her like over and over again uh, as of late, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, and you could tell Sickle's just kind of like, oh shit, like I've really yeah. kind of screwed the pooch here. So, um, cause he knows that she knows now and he's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if he did this to her and she wasn't the one that, you know, lied to her the whole time, technically, mm-hmm. then he's probably wondering what the fuck is she going to do to me? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's, um, a lot there, but yeah, it's, a, it's a, once again, a really powerful scene shows, Jinx personality, um, you know, tried and true as always. And uh, it shows that she, more importantly, the fact that she knows what's going on. And now that Silco knows, she knows. So yeah. then we go back over to um, the final, where the final scene takes place, basically. And uh, Jinx is still holding up that flare. And it ends just a few seconds after we land on that scene. And she throws it angrily because at this point, Vi hasn't come. And she realizes she's like, like fuck it like she she didn't care for me starts writing this narrative that you already know right mm. and um then she hears vice voice right behind her right as she does that and in that moment jinx drops the gemstone um as vi runs over to embrace her mm-hmm. well and they they embrace and then she drops the the gemstone whatever yeah, yeah. All, right, all right i'm a second behind on that <laughs> and they, they start crying and stuff you know uh, yeah, and Vi starts frantically explaining as well, like what what happened, why you know she tried to come back for her, you know, so long ago. But well, then you know, and one one thing to point out is is Vi's mm-hmm. like I got arrested, and Jinx is like Marcus question mark. Yeah, um, and so one thing that that we didn't know up until this point is is does Jinx know who Marcus is? They haven't yeah. run into each other, but she does in fact know who Marcus is, which is I think I, we don't know for certain at all, but I think right. that's going to play a part in in uh, the next uh, uh, arc. I definitely think so, too, because I think Marcus is going to be trying to get out ASAP. And I think that Jinx is like now like you're on my fucking radar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which so, that's a radar. You this is a worse on. radar. <laughs> I'd rather be on Soko's radar than Jinx's. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd, like... I'd be on fucking anyone's <laughs> radar. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so. Um, so, yeah. So she Vi starts frantically explaining, like you said, and um, uh, Jinx is asking at that point if she's real. Because she genuinely is is so, you know, she knows how, like, what level of insanity she's at at this point, basically, mm-hmm. right? And um, she kind of tearfully says, you know, things changed after you left. You know, I changed. And um, Vi says, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, we did, you know, I, I, I had to do what I do to survive and so did you. And um, she then sees Kate in the background kind of come up the stairs and um she immediately withdraws from the hug with Vi and readies her gun mm-hmm. right and um she now starts to question the situation she's starting to go through like a bit of an episode again um 
and that's whenever Kate realizes she she sees the gem on the ground, and then she sees Vi's positioning, and she's like, "Wait, Jinx is your," and you know recognizes Jinx from uh, whenever she saw it before, saw her before, and uh, she was like, "Wait, Jinx is your sister." And, well, and that, one thing to point out too yeah, is yeah. is uh, Jinx realized Savika wasn't lying, right? Um, that right. Vi was that with an enforcer. Was with an enforcer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or at least not lying about that that one part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Vi starts to play like the mediator almost immediately. She's like, "All right, everyone, calm down." You know, like, "Hold on, Kate. Like, wait, wait. We can work this out." And um, that's when Jinx starts to really go manic, right? Yeah. Um, I love Milo, love her little thing that she says she's like shut up i'm in no mood you know yeah um, and it, you, you get that the, the crazy you know way that they do it like the abrupt little quick take that they do whenever she's having those episodes yeah and, and milo's on her on her backside yeah yeah milo's on her backside again i don't know why it's always milo i'm not sure it's, why it's because they were those those two were kind of at odds with each other in the first yeah i know they were the worst like Like, he definitely treated her the worst like more so than clagger but like i do find it strange that it's always milo that is there for that even in a situation where yeah he is the one that always antagonized her i don't know why in certain moments he's the one that that's i I think it's just because he he he's the one that probably haunts her the worst right like the fact i would think that that he would be the one that haunts her the least no, no, I think I think that's good. She's she feels guilty more than anything because, you know, she's kind of going like it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you don't like this person. And then something bad happens to that person. And then you feel even worse. Right. Like, oh, that- I, I think I would feel like if if two friends died, one of them actually was like at least somewhat nice to me and the other one was rude to me all the time. I might still be upset that both of them died, but I would definitely feel more upset and more guilt about the one that was nice to me. Um, I don't know. I I, I kind of disagree. I think. Well, I think fuck, so, uh, I'll never be your friend because whenever I die, you're gonna be like, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if I was re- mean to you, apparently you're gonna care more. I mean, I, I was gonna be whatever, no matter what. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's go ahead and move on to the next little part because that that's a, like a little tiny detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, she she tells everyone, yeah, like you know, shut up. I'm in no mood. Um. And, and then, she starts to get very defensive, mm-hmm. right? And then one thing uh, that that uh, uh, Vi says, right, is mm-hmm. uh, it's okay, Powder. And, and then uh, she's like, "Stop calling me. That. It's Jinx now." Powder fell down a yeah. well. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, jeez, that's very fragile state." Yes. Right? Yeah. Do you want to do you want to keep going? Um, yeah. And then you know, Vi's like, "You know, you're not Jinx. I I should have never." And then uh jinx says stop talking to me like i'm a child right yeah and literally points the gun right in her face um so like and then she starts to accuse her for you know you're just using me to get to the stupid stone and vice like i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about like what stone yeah like like, i don't know been in prison for the past 10 years i don't know what the hell this is and then um jinx is about to like the the gun starts spinning and stuff in front of vi's face and and vi just you know pushes it aside right um yeah but uh, she says that she can fire if she wants but she's not abandoning her again yeah and, and touches her arm and then and, jinx uh, you know feels it right um and she starts yeah she, the episode again so she cracks a little bit again and you see it start seeing like this the superimposed uh you know scribblings of milo yelling and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um 
And then yeah, she, that's whenever you she hears um, something, right? And these, and then she looks right. towards these uh, these drains, right? And then uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the firelights come out of them. And man, right. th- this whole sequence that takes place is just pure jinx like moment like just and masterclass animation also by the way oh Fuck yeah me. like just the and that's the thing is like the way they animate this action sequence it's just so because mm-hmm. it, it's in a dark space but they use like the 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 green lights uh the, mm-hmm. the pink bullets and uh the blue from the um the crystal just to you know highlight and contrast the entire sequence so it's it's actually really easy to follow which is really mm-hmm. impressive with how dark it is um, because of yeah, those, those neon is colors. My yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just a really beautiful sequence. Um, I was I was a little worried because it's all like in, in this dust and like fog type of stuff. Right. Uh, right. But man, it just it looks awesome. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I love it. Like in Jinx and Vi are back to back and Vi's punching things and Jinx is shooting, you know, everywhere. Um, yeah, Kate Kate drops the stone, um, or I'm sorry, Kate tries to grab the stone uh, at, at that point when all of this is going down, mm-hmm. and um, Vi and Jinx just start kicking ass, right? Like, fuck, I, I, I never, this is what I was saying, where Jinx is just so fucking good at combat, because even she's like, you know, going on martial stuff at this point, she's using her her um, gun as like a bat basically in some of it. And she's like fucking kicking people in the throat and shit. Like she's super fast. I was just like, holy shit. Like I would not want to fight against this woman. And, um, but yeah, so that's what I was saying. I, I genuinely think that Jinx would have beat the shit out of, um, what's her face? Savika easily after watching this fight. (laughs) Like no chance dude, because even Vi couldn't like, it seemed like she was doing much better than Vi was doing even. So, yeah, I, well, I don't know. And then there's the, that moment where Vi turns to Jinx and and Jinx is just like laughing hysterically. And Vi's yeah. like powder, like like kind of just realizing that she's kind of not, shocked. not the same person that she was before. Like, yeah, she's just wit- witnessing the fractured side of Jinx. Yeah. And there's just something about like, you know, Jinx, whenever she's like just laughing hysterically and smiling and literally shooting at people, you know, like, like just bloodlust, yeah, very unsettling. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, and then um, you know, that's whenever Vi gets knocked out actually at Caitlin that point, does. whenever she's or, Caitlin does no. first. Oh, well, okay, yeah, that, that's true. Caitlin does get knocked out. Oh, wait, no, 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 um, I, I was wrong. Vi, Vi got knocked out first. Sorry, was it? Uh, here, one second, I'm actually. <laughs> actually, I think now you're right that I think it was Caitlyn. Either way, it's not not that big of a deal, right? They both they both end up getting knocked out. Vi gets knocked out whenever yeah. she's um, looking at or when she's distracted by uh, Jinx, you know, mm-hmm. going through her her shit. And um, Jinx ends up getting sliced by one of the firelights on the leg. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a guy that's about to stab Vi because Jinx looks away to to. Uh, potentially kill the guy that's sliced her in the leg, right? So she's looking at the opposite direction of where Vi is right now. A guy is about to stab Vi, and the leader of them stops him and says, take her. Yeah. And uh, that's important. One thing to note, too, is right before that happens, uh, mm-hmm. the bird-looking, the girl with the bird mask, uh, knocks Caitlin out and sees mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 gem, gem in her hand, grabs the gem, um, and then lights a like a, a smoke bomb. Smoke bomb, yeah. And um, I had to watch it a couple of times, but she actually does pick up Caitlyn and take her. 
So, ah, okay. yeah, it took me like I had to watch it in like slow motion because um, it happened so fast. But uh, but yeah, so important note, um, which is interesting because, yeah, they they like they aren't against the enforcers. It seems like they never have been. They, yeah, they've never hurt any of the enforcers. So I think that they knew that they weren't together. But um, and so they were like, all right, let me go take her to safety. But with Vi, they weren't sure because obviously they know who Jinx is all too well. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sure if maybe, you know, at least the underlings didn't know if, you know, Vi was on their side or whatnot. So they were just going to kill her. But whoever that leader is, whoever it may be, <laughs> definitely said, you know, take her, like stopped him and, and took her. Yeah. Um, and then that's whenever Jinx sees them about, uh, I mean, he's, I think they had just picked her up. That's whenever she looked around saw it and then she starts to charge and the guy throws a smoke grenade again mm-hmm. and uh the smoke clears from the grenade and um she sees that she's gone that vi's now gone and yeah. she screams no um and it has that crazy writing as she does it you know that that typical writing that comes on when she's having an episode and uh that's that's it and it cuts man so good. i will say the one thing that i that seems to happen quite a bit is that for me at least it ends a little too abruptly i think that the cuts on on the very end now i think this is the the at least the second if not the third episode not in a row but various ones where it ends a little too fast this is a super nitpicky thing but i just wish they would like give it like a second longer even just like a linger of the camera Mm. that, that's me. I'm not sure if, if anyone feels the same on that, but uh, I think you're alone there, buddy. So, you know. <laughs> well, fuck you too. Thank you. Very much. Um, but no, anyways, I, that... I, I didn't notice that at all. So, but yeah. Yeah. Well, so what did you think um, about like, let's go into like a little bit of speculation. Just, you know, okay. Okay. A few minutes of speculation here. What, what do you think is the scenario? What do you think is going to be going down? Um, so my, I'm just going to tell you my theory. We've gotten this far. Mm-hmm. Okay. My theory. And you, can, you can drop. You can drop names. Name, of, names. Of okay. Yeah. I think the firelight leader is in fact Echo. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like ninety eight percent sure. Um, actually, I'm like hundred percent sure. But uh, <laughs> um, well, you're ninety nine point nine percent. There's no way that you're hundred percent sure. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's it's Echo. We didn't see Echo at all in Act Two. They made a point to show him off in Act One, and Echo is a ma- major character in League of Legends. There's no way yeah. that he doesn't Iconic. play a, a, a pivotal part. I mean, even his voice lines in the game from the beginning of um, you know specific voice lines for for Jinx and Vi. Um, yeah, and we saw him in such a big role at the beginning, and now he's just not there. Mm, yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, so um, I definitely think uh, the Firelight Leader is Echo. Um, mm-hmm. I think them picking up the Hextech gem is uh, going to be integral to him creating his Z drive, which allows him to, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say control time because he's really not controlling it. It's more of, uh, it, it's perfect. Uh, like he shatters time, right? So he makes it to where mm-hmm. he can kind of go back in time just ever so slightly, which is huge, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not like he's a, a chrono keeper, like another character in the game. Um but uh, but yeah, so I definitely think that's that's Echo. Um, I think that this kind of this is another theory. I think that Rio um, singes a uh, little uh, mutation, right? Is what mm-hmm. he calls it. Uh, I think that is the source of the shimmer. I actually do not think the flowers are the source of the shimmer. Um, oh, I I actually like thought that that was 
commonly known at this point now after oh, watching that, that Rio is the source of the show. Yeah, that Rio is the source because they put place so much emphasis on like, no, the mutation has to survive. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I didn't even know that conversations of the power of the flower being it. Was, that was the initial was thought that uh, I was I was hmm. seeing on, on the forums was the flower. And then I was like, oh, no, I think it's I mean, yeah. it, it, other people hinted at it, too. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think Rio is the source of that that um the shimmer um yeah definitely i'm trying to think there was another theory that i kind of had oh yeah i i think they're setting up victor to almost be like a like an antichrist figure like like the fact Mm -hmm. that heimer is seeing you know this character in visions like i definitely think that's going to be victor um i mean for obvious reasons but i think Mm -hmm. it's going to be something where Victor is going to wield like power that we just have never seen before. So, um, so yeah, that was the, the other theory I wanted to kind of uh, touch on. Okay. Good enough. I think, I mean, honestly, I think that we can talk about the, the WW. Yeah. The, the wolf in the room. Cause we don't, we don't know. We don't know anything more than, than anyone else does. So I I say we could just go for it. It, We don't know if it's going to happen. It's a good guess. Yeah. You know, um, but so, yeah, yeah I'll, go, I'll just go, go ahead and say, say it. it. I, <laughs> I think I so we're we're both very sure, and at this point, I think most of the people that watch Arcane are very sure that um, this character, uh, that Vander's character, is going to be this character named Warwick. He's uh, an experiment of singed that happens, and um, he's a once again another very iconic character. His lore relates directly to what happened, yeah. Um, like his his canon lore. Um, relates directly to what happened in the early episodes of arcane so i would be shocked like literally shocked that's the one thing where i would say i am 99.9 percent sure about um i'm would be very surprised if they did not have that be the case unless they're really trying to red herring this whole whole situation you know what i mean yeah and that would be honestly less payoff for them and more of a pain in the ass for everyone else yeah so um, yeah, hopefully they do go through with that because it would be a great storyline. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if they'll show him this episode or I'm sorry, this upcoming arc or if it'll be season two or something like that. But I would be shocked if we didn't have another appearance by yeah. him at some point. So, so, you know. so I kind of want to go into predictions if that's cool. Can we go into yeah, predictions? Go so, um, I, I have two, one, two that I want to kind of talk about, which is, the characters that we know are um, in the show, right? And right. so we, we're going to see, uh, we have to see Vi don her gauntlets, right? The Atlas right. gauntlets. We have to see Jace don his hammer. We mm. have to see um, Jinx don Fishbones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Fishbones is her, her rocket launcher. Um, what else? We've kind of seen Kate in her full form. I, I don't think we need to see Kate, Kate like do anything more because, um, unless they give her like a fancy, you know, new sniper or something like that. Um, which I mean, could be a quick scene. Uh, I'm trying to think what else, um, uh, potentially see singed in, um, a, a more singe like form. I don't want him to be like that maniacal, uh, chemist from the, you don't the game. See him like, from the game, yeah. You want I, to see I, I want this him version to, of him. Yeah, I want to see him more realized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to see Victor um, uh, with his hex core and his his full form. I'm not certain that we will get to see Victor in his full form a, until the very end. Um, I, I think that'll be 
he could be the next big bad in the in the next season or whatnot. Yeah, I think we're getting um, a, maybe a tease of that at the very end. Maybe of the, a tease, this yeah, episode, or this arc rather. Um, I think I think we are going to see Warwick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, I think did I cover all the main main uh, lead characters right there? Oh, and then Echo. I think we we need to see Echo in his full form. So oh yeah, um, but yeah. Those, I think those are all the, the characters that I, I think we need to see in their full form. Does that sound right? Yeah. I'm, yes, it does. And I'm, I'm right along with you in, in all of those, except for the fact that, uh, yeah, I don't think that, I think we'll see Victor at the very end, like with a little tease of what he becomes, but mm-hmm. not actually have the impact of it yet. Um, I would like to see maybe something with Urgot teased at the very end as well. He's a big, big bad, and I feel like he definitely needs his own season. So that uh, to that's be set the thing, right? Like Urgot's yeah. lore, he does start in Noxus. So mm-hmm. I I'm curious, like if we actually see that um, him come from Noxus to Zon, and he he builds power, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, then we won't see him at the end of this season. But so I'm, that w- that leads me to my next thing, right? Which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you brought up, Urgot is. You know what? What's the the character that you're predicting that they're you're going to see at the end here? That's a new character from League of Legends. Is is yours Urgot? So I think that we're going to be seeing two: one good, one bad. Okay. And I think that the bad one is going to be Urgot. And I think that the good one is. Um, I I agree with you, but I'll let you say it because you were the one that originally brought it up. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm so, repaying you my kindness. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the um, the good guy that we're going to see is uh, naturally uh, the most organic one that that would pop up would actually be Ezreal. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he's a good character to lead into other parts of the world. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. basically the Indiana Jones of uh, League of Legends, right? Yeah, he goes um, everywhere. He goes everywhere, right? He's always but he's he's, he's Piltovian based, though. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's so much fun, like and ridiculous, right? Um, so I think yeah. he, he'd be a natural um, character to introduce to to really help expand the world. So um, top top three four iconic characters, I'd say for League of Legends. Oh yeah, I mean they well. they give him as many skins as they give. He's freaking he's memed, Lux and he's Ari, you know? to hell, dude. Yeah. yeah, I think he's actually he's I think he's always like the top ADC in um, China. So. I would not be surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, but so that's why I think honestly I think it it, it behoove them not to show Ezreal. Um, I do I would love to see Urgot as a big bad there. We did get that tease with his tattoo artist, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not we see Urgot, I'm not fully convinced. Um, but uh, but yeah, if I had to choose a big bad that we would we would see at the end here, it'd be, definitely be Urgot. Yeah, maybe we'll see Crab God instead, dude. Oh yeah, I mean that's what I prefer. It's Crab God. That's so. the real, yeah, that's the real version. <laughs> Listeners are like now they're like, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking these about. These people now. are fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, those, those are right. my predictions. So yeah, those are, those are good predictions. I, I agree with you know ninety percent of them. So that's good. Cool. Um, all right, so that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Then I guess right. Yeah. End yeah. end of uh, Act Two. Ooh. Going yeah. on to Act Three, it's been a ride. I can't wait to see what's happening next. Oh, My God, I'm so excited! So excited. yeah, it's. I mean, it's literally about. I'm not gonna to sleep be... for until I see Act Three. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super excited. But all right, guys, um, we're gonna wrap it up there. 
But thank you all very much for listening. Once again, make sure to uh, go to Apple Podcasts, give us those five-star reviews. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want us to read it off in the voice of one of the characters that you love or hate, you know, just tell us which one it is there. We'll do our best to do it on you know one of the following episodes. And um, also, you can check us out. We have our Twitter up at um, C-O-R underscore pod. That's yeah. what it is. And um, just make sure to check us out there. You can, you know, add us or whatever, and we'll respond to you. So, yeah. All right. Thank you guys very much, and we will see you next time. Peace.